This is a HeadGum Podcast. When's like the first time you heard of August Wilson or his play? Okay, first time I heard of August Wilson was probably in... Oh, okay. Uh, in uh, Actually, it's a funny story. Um, in middle school, uh, we were learning monologues. And uh, I think For, I'm even... You I went think, with a theater class in middle school? Yeah, I went to a performing arts middle school. Oh, whoa. And I, and I think I've really? talked about... Yes. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast just because it relates. But a, a white girl yeah. did Rose's monologue. I think we were in seventh or maybe eighth grade. Yeah. And then afterwards, the teacher was just like, she let her do it. You know, she let her work on it. And she let her, she was like off book, like, like, and she was great. She crushed it. Yeah. Um, uh, but the teacher was like, you know, you, you can't do that. You're not allowed to, you know, you not, not you're not allowed, but I think she probably said something like along the lines of like, you know, you probably shouldn't work on, on this. You know, the, the writer was specific about having African-Americans work on this. Right. And she was like, but what about colorblind casting? You know, they had like a dialogue right. about it. Uh, I, and I remember being really upset about it, especially because she did so well at it. It was the, you know, I've been standing with you, Troy, like that. You like, were upset at the teacher. No, no, no. She she was. It was like a back and forth between those oh, two. Oh, oh. oh, because the white girl uh, wanted to go over the, the teacher? Because the white girl was good at it. And was she, the teacher was white? And the teacher was also white, but she was like, she was like, I don't understand. She, but she... She didn't understand. She had to have... Right. She didn't understand why she couldn't right. do it. Was know, the majority she, of your class white or was it mixed? It was mixed. Mixed oh, got it. group of... Were there any black people who were like, What's she doing? I don't remember that element of it. Probably I just not. Remember, I just remember being like, no, no. I remember being like very open to it, but then being like, I put it. I remember feeling understanding of like, yeah, you know, right. Well, that's interesting because like that that particular monologue isn't has has nothing to do with race. It's just right, about like yeah, a, yeah, a wife and a husband. And most of and most of the plays, as far as like what they're talking about, it's not like we black and so we got to do this. Totally, it, com- it comes up. It comes up in all of them, of course. But you know what I mean. But like the, but you know, but especially just because he had such clear, uh, he had such a clear POV for why he was writing those plays. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She should, you know, like yeah. just. Well, it's interesting that you say because uh, I like I never heard of August Wilson uh, until college, and I'm wondering. But I, even though I was into acting most of my life, but I didn't go to a performing arts school. You know, and the plays and the colorblind casting was, of course, a thing. And, and, the, and I grew up in a, you know, a predominantly white suburban town in Jersey. And so everything that I did, I didn't think about race at all because it wasn't brought up. Like, in fact, in like uh, high school, we did. Did you do high school plays at all or things? Well, my school didn't get like a theater until my senior year. Like I had, oh like, wow! I think it was like I. You guys didn't even have a, no we, a stage. Like, no, we didn't like. And yeah, nobody, we didn't have that kind of <laughs> like wow. you like TV and stuff is not a thing. That was yeah. not a thing you aspired to. It was not a, unless you went to Duke Ellington. But nobody did. A, nobody did acting if, in if, the school at all. If you went to Duke Ellington, it was like oh, that was wow. it. Like no, yeah. Like I think my senior, like we ended up getting this teacher, Mister Ba, who was from Africa. And he was a big theater guy, so he got the first. He did the first film class. At that point, my school had got a lot of money, so they built a theater, mm-hmm. and they did the first play, the Ubu plays, uh, my senior year. But of course, Ubu plays don't have black people, <laughs> right? So, so for me, it was like 
you know, the school would do a play and then a musical every year. Like one time we did this musical called Once Upon This Island. Mm-hmm. You know about Once it, right? Once on this island. Once yeah. on this island. Oh, sorry. Once on this island. And that's all like people of color. Oh, really? That musical is all people yeah. of color. Yeah. But I didn't know that at all when we did it. <laughs> and like I played like, like uh, I was in 10th grade at the time, I believe. And I played like what I thought was a substantial role. Like it was the father of the or the adopted father, you know, of the daughter, uh, Timun. You know, but like everybody in the play, everybody in the musical that we did was white except for me. <laughs> oh, and my and my friend Andrew Tran, who is Asian, but he he played like a guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, and I think somebody else was like um, maybe mixed. I never knew. But anyway, race. So I'm 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 just I'm just thinking about this because race wasn't a thing, and for me especially. And then when I got to college, I I still kind of wasn't really thinking about race that much until i started taking like these like africana studies kind of classes and and then so when it came came time like it was just, this was the last uh scene that i did for a scene study class my freshman year of college and uh uh my friend nick walker who who maybe uh, who's now in the cast of hamilton oh hamilton um he and i I, I, w- I wanted to do a scene with him. So there's only five. We had a class. Our, our class was 72 people uh, and split up into five groups. There were only five black males in the... Out of 72? Out of 70, or 76, I think, actually. Wow. Five black males. And then I want to say... <laughs> great and white. I know Stacey Osekufor. So there's a black female. I'm trying to think if there were any other black females. Please tell me it was more than one. Are you serious? I I'm so I'm I mean, I'm so sorry to, to if I'm forgetting somebody. I I think it was like the I think it was like it was like me, uh, this dude Cameron, Nick Walker, uh, uh, Carla Shane. Um, oh wait, oh no, it was just four of us, and then Stacy. I think. Wow, great and why you? So so anyway, <laughs> so I got paired my second my second semester. I got me me and Nick were in a group and. The way that our scene study class worked throughout the whole freshman year was our teacher would like give the scene, would assign the scene, and then um, you would go and then you'd bring it back, and then like you would do it, and then like in the beginning, like she would be like, like my first scene, we got through five lines and she stopped us, <laughs> oh, man. and then like and then would like work with us, right? And so this whole thing was like it was kind of like set up like if you were doing good you'd be able to do the whole scene. And if you did really good at the end of the scene, you would get no notes and she would say, move on to the, pick another scene, pick another scene from another play. Mm. But like that never, like that almost never happened. Right. Like you would either net, like most of us didn't even get through the first, through the scene when we brought it in and then we'd have to bring it in like another time, maybe another time. And like Mm. it, it immediately created this hierarchy system of like, you know, these people are good and these people are good. So Nick had a reputation of always getting through his scenes and like, (laughs) And like, may, and then like, usually passing like the first time. And Stacy was in our group too. So Nick and Stacy did a scene together. And I remember being so jealous. And I was like, I want to do, I want to do a. First of all, I want to do a scene with another black person. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do a scene with Nick because I, because Nick was like, you know, hot yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in like the thing. And then like, and it created this weird. And it, anyway, so I was like, I remember going and like we could pick our own scenes. And I was like, Nick, I want to do a scene with you. He's like, Yeah, man. What are we gonna do? And I was like. 
researching and i was like dude there's this playwright august wilson who's like this famous black playwright and this scene fences and uh and maybe i'm remembering wrong maybe nick also wanted to do it but i remember just being like oh like, we were both like yeah we're gonna do fences of yeah, course uh-huh. we're gonna do fences <laughs> and uh we did the scene with the father and uh the son and i was playing the son and nick was gonna play the, uh, the father and we rehearsed and we rehearsed like so much. And I just learned stage combat. So like I taught Nick some stage combat moves <laughs> and we like choreographed this really brutal fight scene at the end of it, you oh, know, nice. with the bat and all that stuff. Like, you know, where I came up and I, I kept trying to swing and like almost hit him mm. and he just would never flinch. And then like, <laughs> and then like the one time he grabs the bat and then like wrestles me down and starts like beating on me. And uh, we had this whole scene. And I remember being so proud of it. We go and we do the scene in scene study class, right? You get all the way through it? We, get, we, 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 so we, yeah, we're in the scene study class. We're doing it. I'm like, I literally was like, this is the whole year I've, I've never gotten through like a full scene without like notes. And I've never gotten like a pass on the first try. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, and there was a scene where I was like, I'm, I'm playing and I, and, and because it was like this black father and I was playing the black son, I was like thinking about my father and like the way that we related and like this, it felt so real and I was in it the whole time. <laughs> and like we do this whole thing, the beating and like the, the whole class is like, <gasps> and they're like, <gasps> and like they're reacting to it. And like at the end, like we, you know, we finish and we get up and everybody's clapping and we like kind of sit down and like, I'm like kind of panting and like smiling and Nick's smiling and we're like, you know, and then uh, the teacher goes, uh, Jonathan. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, isn't it incredible to work with Nick? <laughs> wow. Uh, really? Uh, and then I didn't really? hear anything else she said. She just kept talking. Uh, and I was like, I literally just poured everything out. And I couldn't. I just, that like. <laughs> oh, it like hit me in the gut the and I worst. just like couldn't hear that's anything else. Are you serious? Thing. Oh, I'm dead serious. Ever. I'll never forget it in e- my entire ever. life. Like people came up to me afterwards and afterwards were like, I thought you were great. <laughs> like it was just like this. Yeah. But also, yeah. but also it though, great isn't it great to work with Nick? with Nick though? Yeah. Isn't it great to work with Nick? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That uh, is the worst thing. <laughs> what? But anyway, so I have this very emotional tie. You and that was mean? your first experience with August and Wilson. that was my first experience right. with August Wilson. Oh, I learned, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just weird to like put everything out there, you know, and like have all of my emotions like laid, you know, just like on the table, like here, open for everyone. And like the teacher was like, keep that inside. Let's build some fences. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I hate Wait, this. but. I hate this. Gerard didn't even get Not to even. Say, he did. He did Gerard it. Like, he did. How long is this over? He just. He gave us a ten minute story. Gerard I don't want to start the show. You know, it's fine. Let's start the show. It's fine. It's fine. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Gerard Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. (laughs) 
Is that a 70s yeah, it's a, black it's a trumpet? trumpet? It's like a trumpet. I, I got it. I was trying to do like a trumpet. That's pretty good. I mean, Thank he you. never actually. Yeah. Okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you half a point. Thank you. You get nothing <laughs> Thank from you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I am Jonathan Braylock. Draw Milligan. And I'm James the Third. Why? Why? What are you doing? I was Why? just trying to like be like, have some like affectation, like a theatrical. I'm James the Third. You know? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm over that. Welcome. I'm doing a play. Okay. <laughs> I'm so over that. Uh, for those of you who are new listeners... Uh, this is a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors and then talk about them in the context of race, uh, noting why why are there so few why people why? of color leading films? Why? Uh, promoting diversity, baby. Uh, today, baby. we are reviewing the film Fences. Yes. Starring Denzel Washington. Viola Davis. Written by... Award-winning, celebrated playwright, the late, great, August Wilson. Yes. Also August stars Wilson. Bubba Gump. Okay. Michael T. Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said that, people were like, who? And I'm like, but people remember Bubba Gump. <laughs> and Bubba Gump was a great performer. Okay, yes. No, he's a great actor. So you could probably, yeah. Uh, yes, and Denzel Washington directed this as well. Yes. Um. And of course, him and Viola, and and I guess everybody, and the entire adult cast, except with the exception of the son, except right? of the son, but he, I, I consider, and him the girl too. But right? the, 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 girl, the girl was the girl in the play though. No, I don't think that was the same. Oh, okay. She she would be too, too be, she would be too, too small, too young. Small. It'd be weird. She'd stay the same age yeah. for six straight years. Um, but yeah, the the entire adult. cast character oh snap this girl has a good movie slate we have to get to her yo i just clicked on her name this girl working yo (laughs) this girl's child actors you they be working she working um also like even though there is no credit i read that like tony kushner like kind of like just brushed up yeah yeah he's co-producer screenplay he's co-producer on it but august wilson gets the credit right uh, if you don't know, yeah, this is based on August Wilson's play Fences, uh, which I guess premiered... 87. I think it said... 86. No, 83 is when it premiered, <coughs> but 87 is when it was on Broadway and it won the Tony and he won the Pulitzer. Pulitzer. I didn't know anything about August Wilson at first. Like, yeah. the yeah. fact that like, I just looked him up and I was like, oh, no, like, I thought this dude was like early 1900s. The fact that he was born in right. 1945 yeah, no. is insane to me. Yeah, I know, yeah. he died young. Yeah, he died young. He, he died, I'm, a, he I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so, but here's the it's thing: crazy. is that, and it makes sense, right? But like, this is kind of what I was getting at a little bit in our in our opening. Yeah, the cold one open, where I didn't get to talk at all but, because you, know, you didn't yeah. know anything about August Wilson. I, you didn't know that. Well, I didn't, get no, to I that didn't point. know that because you've talked about it before. Wow. I didn't get to the point. But but no, <laughs> still, the thing when is, he first heard about him, is, he didn't hear about. That. But the thing is, <laughs> but but wait, but the thing is though, why haven't we heard about? Oh yeah. Why that, as black as black people who love theater who, yeah. who, or who love acting and who are familiar with theater like you heard you've heard of Arthur well, Miller, right? Well yeah, but the thing about that is like for instance, like my 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 love of acting and this I may be mm-hmm. weird, my love of acting came from film though. So oh, it was yeah, like I, yeah. I never came up being and that's like that's not weird. That's I just... want to be a great theater actor. I didn't know it was just not a thing I was brought up around, but I was I knew movies. Yeah. So right. like that's what I always cared about. I care about the like like I care about like the directors and like that kind of thing where totally. it's like not until I came to New York that I ever... Right. But, and you didn't hear about it until 
college, but do you feel like you knew about like Arthur Miller? And when stuff I lifted up before? on myself, hundred percent, we yeah, read yeah, Arthur yeah, Miller yeah. plays in our school. In school, without oh, at, not even that. not even uh, in the acting. Um, like in English class, we had to read The Crucible. Did right. you guys read Shakespeare? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I read- like we did, we did Shakespeare in English class, but it was like. Did that you read it. the Crucible in English class? We did that in religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like we had to I read had religion like, in school. I think like Raisin in the you, Sun was like a requirement. So, so that was like that was the did black. you did you guys have the, did you read Raisin in the Sun? In we did we didn't like my school was like college school in the hood. We did not read plays like yeah. unless it was like for instance the Crucible was a thing because it was like trying to like if we study like uh, depending on what year you were if we study like early American like religion we had to talk you know Salem so like oh Crucible whatever. Yeah. If we did right. like English, it was like, oh, we're doing like, you know, whatever. So, oh, this is a Shakespeare thing you should read. But it was never like, yeah, read but, for like a but real purpose. I guess kind of thing, even in hearing that to Bray's point in a way, there are definitely ways to tie black theater into, you know, movements yeah, I mean, and stuff that, right. we're, you know, that you're learning. And, and especially if like the crucible is, is yeah, decided true. to bring up, you know. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I hear that. I feel like I just feel like it it wasn't promoted in any sphere unless you intentionally went into it. Yes. So like I signed up for an African American theater, you know, uh-huh. class, like history class, you know, yeah. where we learned about these different plays. But I never learned that separately. Even in the even in my acting studio, yeah. Even when we were paired up, it wasn't like. Here is like so I you know what I mean I for my, my when I first heard of fences it was in a like a script analysis class in high school so but that was also a part of a, a theater arts program right, as that's well that's good so that I and mean a, and, yeah and so like that you know so I so for me it was like I heard about him in like seventh or eighth grade and then I heard about him again not too not too shortly after in in right. high school. Yeah, um, not too much. But then, yeah. like, but then I didn't know about the like the century cycle or anything like that until I, like, I had to look that up myself. I didn't. I legit <laughs> did not know about August Wilson until maybe like two, like three, four years ago when I moved to New York and I studied at the Negro Ensemble here in New York, and it was like one of the required like yeah. things to read. No clue. Like yeah. no clue. Like that was like the education in like black theater for me was um, studying there. Mm-hmm. Which if you're in New York, check out the Negro Ensemble. You know, yeah. Denzel yeah. came from there. Sam Jackson, yeah. uh, Felicia Rashad. Actually, uh, there's way more people, but you know, yeah. those are the ones yeah. I like to highlight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this film, uh, well, as of the release of this podcast has, I guess, technically not been released nationwide. It's supposed to be released yeah. Christmas Day, which is on Sunday. Though I'm wondering... They got to do it on that Friday. I'm wondering if it'll be in theaters earlier, but maybe not. Maybe you... Maybe, so, so you know, there will be spoilers, I guess. At the same time, it's a right. play, that a well-known play. But if you've never heard of the play, then I would say go and see the film. Yeah, see the film. Read the, read the play, you know, um... Uh, do st- do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those things. So to su- to the people who are like, no, I'm just going to listen to this podcast and then go see it because I don't really care about spoilers. Uh, then you can keep listening. To sum it up, basically, uh, this is a play about a, uh, a family uh, living in the 1950s uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have our main character... Um, uh, sorry, 
what was his Troy name? Troy Maxson. Troy Maxson, who's played by Denzel Washington. And uh, Troy is a sanitation engineer. He uh, has married to Viola Davis, uh, whose character's name is Rose. They have two sons. They have one son together. Wait. And Lyons is a son but from a previous marriage. Is that right? Yes. He, t- he says it in the monologue later that when he went to jail, his, his mom, you know, Lyons' mom went off in another direction. Got it. Um, and that's why Lyons is significant. But, so like Rose this. raised Lyons. Uh, no, no. Like, Rose. No one did, right? No, like, yeah, no one really like, did. Like, Lyons' mom raised, raised him. Got it. Ro- Rose and Troy have Corey together, and that's it. Oh, okay. Got it. I I was confused by that for a little bit. Yeah, he it, you you only learn you only really learn it um, in in it. that monologue when he when right. he says right. But when he was talking about the mom, I thought, but that makes sense why Lions kept calling Rose Rose and not mom. Right. Yeah. Uh. So they have a son. Uh. So he has a son, Lions, but they also have another son, Corey, that's younger, seventeen, and the best friend that he works with, uh, Bono. And a brother uh, by the name of Gabriel who has, what was the term? He, he has he, a TBI, he, a traumatic brain injury. Tra- traumatic yeah, brain he has injury. a plate like in the head. He said he shot his half his brain out. That's what he yeah. said. Something happened to him in the war in World War II. Uh, and that's basically, those are the major characters. Uh, and it's just really, you know, a lot of talking, Yeah, you know, on the porch. <laughs> And the and the idea and the fences comes from Rose wants uh, Troy to build a fence, and Troy has employed Corey to help him build that fence. Uh, but of course, it's a play, so why don't we just do initial thoughts? Maybe, yeah. hey, James, you saw it. I mean, you've seen it on Broadway with this it, cast, right? I saw the Broadway production of this um, in 2010, and and so this was. I mean, I it, that was great, and this was. Justice, like <laughs> it was amazing, and 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 the film is. It feels like it's the exact same script. It feels like the exact text. Uh, uh, so so it does feel very theatrical, and they do speak in like lofty, poetic kind of ways. Um, but uh, th- the film is very. Just to speak from this point of view of having seen it and seeing it as a film, is the the film very much enriches the play. Like they show. Just a little bit more, you know. We see people overhearing things that we that we don't necessarily know that they hear, you know. Uh, before we we, it, which connects people in a different way. Uh, it doesn't take place just on the porch, you know. So like time is sort of perceived a little differently um, uh, in the in in the play. And I think it's very beautiful, and I thought it was very beautifully directed. Like I really like the 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 use of space. Um, uh, the use of space of yeah. like you know characters being close to each other or far away from each other while speaking and like the the kind of stories that 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 told and then I also thought that they really helped to utilize um you know like you, you just have a greater understanding of like how people are affected by the world, which is something that like August Wilson definitely infuses in the way he everyone talks about the world, but we now get to see. The characters interacting in the whole world rather than just uh, on the porch, and I think that like mm. that is something that r- is really brought to life in the film, like something that is, is commendable about the film. Mm. I I loved it. I mean, I yeah. I 
<laughs> it was a, I, it was amazing. Yeah. It was my first like I never read Fences for real, and I never saw the play, so it was my first time ever like. Uh, so it was new to me, and it's interesting because when it first started, I was like, because you know how sometimes there are movies that are actory movies, movies yeah. where like you're like this movie isn't good, but such and such performance in it is great. Yeah. And when it first started, I was like, oh, here's one of those movies where like the acting is going to be great, but the movie's like meh. Right. Um, and as it started, and the thing is. I, and I don't think about I still feel torn. Like, I really enjoyed the movie, but the movie felt like a play. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I don't know if that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but the thing is, like, I've never seen a movie that was legit a play. Like, th- I mean, like, th- like, that to me is like, I, I, it's hard for me to call that a film. Yeah. It legit is. Because, like, how you're saying, like, they interacted with the world, to me, they didn't. Like, to me, it's like, for instance, like, that was a play that, like, existed at the house. Right. So it's like, I mean, they only left the house at the beginning of the movie and like there's like a scene like, like the like scene when two, he goes to the courthouse. There's a, yeah, there's a short scene in the courthouse. There's two scenes at his job. Yes, at the job. And and I'm and again I'm not saying the bad I just don't even now like I don't know how I feel about that aspect of it because I do feel like if you're going to adapt a play for film, there's a lot of ways to like expand on certain things. Yeah. And, and you know, and maybe the movie didn't need it. But it was like you could expand it and tell me like, you know, show me how good the sun is at football, like, how, like, or, or like the the thing with the mistress and like, I mean, I'm not not to skip ahead, sorry, spoilers, but but it's like there's certain things I feel like the beauty of a film is to expand the story, whereas I feel like I, it wasn't expanded, and that could have been just a stage recording to me. But with that said, it was like it was enjoyable to watch, and I love the courage it took to make a film that honestly was straight dialogue. I mean, dude, like Denzel has a monologue on monologue. <laughs> and the thing that was so interesting is that I just wanted to know how do you direct yourself with that much monologue? Like who's giving you notes? Are you getting notes? Are you just like I- I'm so fascinated how he did it. And again, like uh at this point, by the time this podcast comes out, uh Golden Globe, SAG is out, Viola Davis has best supporting actress nominations in both of those uh award shows. And I do not understand it. Like, that I don't understand. I don't understand how the guy who plays Gabriel, Bubba Gump, uh, he is <laughs> Michael so, T. Williamson. <laughs> Bubba Gump is so good in this film. Like, I, I, the thing is, like, watch, like, literally watching him, uh, I was sitting next to actually my scene partner from class, and I was like, yo, imagine having a chance to play a role like that. Like, just, just imagine the chance. Like, that's all... I don't know, man. This was, like, a great movie to watch just to study. Like, to me, like, you should... If you're in film school or theater school, see, study, you should watch this movie just to learn, man. To take pauses, the moments. Viola Davis's eyes and her body position is just... Ah. Uh, ooh, got chills. Chills! It's great. Yeah. Um. So, for me... For me, this was the first time seeing Fences as, like... A production. I only had read it and done a scene from it, and um, and I guess like I yeah, I was blown away by it. I have, and since I've been in theater school, I have been a fan of these kind of like play films. Um, and I actually, so I don't think Fences is actually completely innovative in that sense. They, uh, August Osage County did basically the same thing, and so did Doubt. I know. Um, and both of those were like uh, plays that mainly existed in one location 
and and they like the film, especially Doubt. I feel like Doubt didn't really add much at all, mm-hmm. and and it really existed in that school and like and though the school had like I guess the school had like different places within it, but like you know you're, you're primarily in the same thing, and there's very long scenes with very long monologues and back and forth dialogue. Same with August Osage County, even though there were more characters. Um, but you're pretty much sticking to the same place. And like, these are like very award baity movies, but they allow these actors to just, you know, throw everything out there. Um, I guess it's different with like Shakespeare, Shakespeare, people usually do try to make it more alive and not just the play and like it. And that's because Shakespeare, when he wrote those plays anyway, they were limited by, um, you know, the, the theater, whatever technology they they had at the time, but he wrote in like very grand things into those plays anyway. You know, there's a bear in like one of them, <laughs> like very, very famously. Um, so like, so anyway, so for me, this film was like the quintessential African American experience, just like laid out. And when I say that, I mean you see the i mean i mean it's 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 within the writing right obviously but you see through these very amazing nuanced performances the struggle of black people both the black male and the black female uh to overcome le- a legacy of oppression a legacy of um dehumanization like this all of this uh, weight and pressure and like hurt and violence that has been placed on them as a society, as a culture, and then also as individuals, and then how they have to continue to be human beings, how they do that, how they fail at it, and their basic human desires and like what it means, you know what I mean, to like what it means to be that person in, in America, you know? Yeah, and that sounds really heavy and heady, but like to me, that's what it. Well, so just hmm. just to piggyback off of that, I, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, like in thinking about, I haven't, you know, read all of all of the plays. I think there's like one that I, that I haven't read. But in thinking about how uh, August Wilson later wrote a, 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 com- a ten plays, you know, like he uh, fit ten plays into a century cycle, chrono- chronological. Oh my god, I'm going to say this wrong. Chronicling, chronicling the African American experience uh, in the 20th century. So, like, there's a there's a play that falls into each decade. What's the newest one? And and so the last one is called Radio Golf, and it's about like a guy, a very like Barack Obama kind of figure, like Mm. uh, uh, trying to be uh, like a mayor of a town or something like something like that. People that know know that I didn't say exactly what it is, but it's something like that. but that one, this one is the 1950s one, and it's and just what I know about the ones that I have seen, it really is like the cog in the middle of it. That's like th- there's a character that's deeply affected by the way things used to be, and and there's a character that like is very much uh, uh, starting to understand like that things are changing and like how things are changing, you know. So it really feels like a big turning point in that way. So there is there is the weight of what came before and also the the uh, hope of the future all happening in this in this one in yeah. a, in in a way that I don't think is happening that much 
as much in the in the others, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, that it does feel big what you're saying, but I think that that is inaccurate representation of the play of the of the, of the film. So okay, let's go through it. Yeah. yeah. So we start uh, with Bono and Troy Denzel Washington. Um, uh, they're just kind of coming home from work. Right or mm-hmm. they're on the they're on. Oh the, no, they're sorry, they're uh, they're uh, they're at work, right? Yeah, they're, they're at work, the... but they're like ending the shift. So they they dump trash at one place yeah. and then they like head home. Uh, yeah, and uh, and they have a a conversation. Yeah, and he's and at that point he's talking about like what kind of which again I never read the play so I didn't know, but like it's kind of setting wheels in the motion of like what Denzel character is going to go through. It's like yo, uh, I'm like he basically is talking about how he was upset that like only white people get to drive yep. the the. Why do only white people get to? Because he's a dump. He, like, what is it called? He's a dump, like a sanitation worker. Yeah, yeah. Called, right? but they're the ones who he, but he, they're they're dumping. A trash man, a, a, right? A garbage man is what they call. Is that yeah. offensive? I, I mean, a garbage man, right? I don't know. I, no, it's not. Yeah, a, that's I what mean, he is. I guess maybe to some people, it he's is. a sanitation worker. A sanitation he's, worker. Yeah. He's, he's but he was mad that he always says truck. like the white people always sitting and driving, whereas the like the color people always lifting and dumping. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess he said something about right. it. Right, and he had said he had said something about it to his boss. Uh, or to the union, I guess. To the, uh, the he went to the boss. The boss was like, "Go talk to the union." So he did that, and like then all of a sudden, like I guess, like right? A, so they're like kind of talking about like, "Oh, he's like, I'm not gonna get in trouble." He's like, "I don't think you're gonna get in trouble." He's like, "I know I'm not gonna get in trouble. You won't get in trouble for just saying something." I'm just saying. I just asked. I just something. asked the question. I just <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> I asked the question. You know, um, it's just so funny. But there's like so there's this looming. Th- basically, there's this looming threat, even though. He's brushing it off. There's this looming threat of maybe I'm going to lose my job. And then they also start talking about women. And, like, it's introduced that he's, like, you know, Bono's like, oh, I see you, like, flirting with that girl. And he's like, I don't know, what do you talk about flirting? I mean, I say hello. You know how I do with all the girls. I'm flirting with everybody. Yeah. That, that feels, like, very much his character. Like, he's very, like... Uh, there is no blame ever on him. He's like right. never doing anything wrong. He's never. always just being, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to be a man. Everything, he, everything he defends in this movie is the, the 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 a man has to do this. A man has to do that. Oh, that's yeah. so problematic. That's so problematic. Well, so here's the thing: it's it's yeah. problematic, and it but it's problematic. It's problematic now. It was also problematic then, though not as deeply as it is now, and. It's like these coming out of a different time, right? Like, right. Uh, yeah. Continue. No, no, just... And I think that, yes, that is definitely problematic. And I think that it's supposed to feel problematic because of the effect that that later has on... You know what I mean? Like, I think she even kind of talks about it towards the end. I don't want to talk about it right now because right. we're not at that part, but like... But yeah. anyway, you did you like this scene? Like, Oh, man, the thing, the thing about, like... This was probably the most movement out of any scene. Yeah. It, yeah, like and because yeah. and, and and like that that's not in the in the play they're in the play in the play not. they are just on the front they're on the front yard. porch so talking. like that yeah. like this was really cool for for me to see I was like oh cool they're they're having this conversation but they're there on the truck they're there on the <laughs> truck like, and then just, they're check, clocking yeah. at like they're continuing right. by clocking out of work and then walking home I was like oh you're introducing a lot more movement than uh, was originally there because interesting because I remember watching it and being like yo what, what which I think is cool is that. Yeah. They did. They took you to all those locations, and they never broke the conversation. Whereas, yeah. like in my head, which I gotta stop. I keep thinking of like, like directorially. I'm like, how do people do certain things? And like, he went from location to location, and I'm like, to get the cuts where he had them, he had to do it when people took a breath. Yeah. Because like 
the conversation never stops. Yeah. Like there was a conversation of, like when they they're coming around, they're coming down the street and they go down like the alley to his house and you see like a change, but literally no dialogue ever like something like yeah I, I was like in my head is this all vo or like what and scene, it's scene, so good. scene one in the play is like it's that it's that scene it's when they get back home it's uh the different they go to those different rooms you know it's not like scene one ends like when he wakes up the next morning to go to like so like there's so many different like cut cut to here cut to here cut to, in the, yeah. in that time even though it's like eventually they're just at the house and in different rooms of the mm-hmm. house but like but still there was a lot there of was movement. a lot of movement a lot of it, like it different... really made it feel it really allowed you to get into the story like establish like this movie is talking yeah <laughs> oh it definitely that <laughs> this is movie is quick. only going to be talking but will allow you to like ease into the fact that it's just going to be talking by adding this extra movement and element and like and also like give you a little bit of a sense of the world that they live in like here is you know one of the things i really liked was um when they were walking to the house they had like the the kids playing like stickball in the street yeah yeah. you know like i I was just watching that for a little bit and like You know, it was very nice. It was like, I was like a nice setup. And you were like, okay, I get where these people are. I get who these people are. I get their class. I get their relationship. You know, I'm getting a little backstory. Uh, I'm liking them because they're joking and like having fun with each other. Mm. And then, uh, yeah. And so then we get to the house, right? And um, this is one of my favorite scenes when they're in the backyard. Yeah. Because like this scene with Denzel, um, what's his friend's name? Bono. Bono. And when they're just outside sharing a bottle, it reminded me of like growing up in DC and just seeing like the old cats around the way, just like telling their stories. And the one dude who you know was lying, like you know he's lying, but the story's so great that everyone just lets him tell the story. Right. Yeah. Man, that thing was fun. And also, which is so interesting, is like the amount of love, the amount of love that uh, Denzel's character had for Viola when yeah. she comes out to me was so beautiful. I mean, again, I had ne- I-, I didn't know where the story was going to go, yeah. but like at that point. And he kept saying it to everybody. This woman's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Like, this best, like, he said it the whole thing. Best thing that's ever happened to me. And it built up so much love that I was like, ah, this is beautiful. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, and like, and her coming out too, like, so, like, excited to rag on them. You know, what y'all carrying on? You know, like, right. she was like, powerful, boy. Yeah. Like, it just, like, it felt like this is definitely ritual, you know, that we're, that we're witnessing. Like, this happens time and time again, and they love it. They love doing this. It's the same thing, but this is the way they have fun. Um, yeah. I remember feeling like that was really cool. Um, I also liked how, how we could see, uh, uh, Troy getting drunker throughout the, you know what I mean? Like as totally, like as he's drinking more and more, like we could tell he's getting more and more affected by the alcohol, uh, right? Uh, and like, and what that does to everybody, like, like you know, like we see Rose starting to, starting to like not like it at a certain point, you know, like, uh, yeah. But also, it's one of those things where like as she's there, uh, they both like, um. Denzel and his friend both comment on like how strong and like how she runs the show and she definitely has those moments of like there are moments where I'm like oh man how are they going to play Viola she's going to because it takes place in the 50s yeah. so I'm like how's this wife going to be like is she just going to be like a homemaker is she going to have a voice and I'm like you know you saw the layers of like she is the head of household almost but like she still is a woman in the 50s and what that meant back in that time mm-hmm. I mean even her sitting there knitting and like 
it felt like it was a very choice time of when she looked up to talk to Denzel and them and what she said, like how strong it was. She knew when it like, you know, it was just a very like nuance, like John said, like the new, like. Yeah, yeah. it was somewhere in here for for me just to get just to get critical because uh, I can't be just praising it the whole time. It was somewhere in here where like we were jumping from from room to room, you know, to sort of help to create movement. Uh, but there was somewhere in here where I felt like I'm like, oh, man, are we going to be able to exist through this whole play of like just monologuing after monologue after mon like like it de- like 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 there was somewhere in here i feel i guess we're probably like what like 10 minutes into it or, yeah. or something like where where i realized like okay they are not adapting the words you know to to tell the story it's just going to be the words but like what's happening around it is sort of being manipulated right but even that i felt like it and this is not the this the movie but it was like Man, like, I, it's funny, John. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be a movie of monologues until the scene in the backyard because I'm like, bruh. Because mm-hmm. even when the son comes, the older son comes, he just continues in the monologue. So yeah. now it's like four people monologue. And the thing is, they were long. Yeah. Like, in my head again, I was oh, thinking, yeah. like, man, the rehearsals it took, like, that. Yeah. The, well, they, but that's the other thing to keep in mind of, like, they had done, of, the, like, they oh, had yeah, done right. the play. And so. Yeah. Um, even like, even in thinking about like, how did Denzel direct it? Not to say it was, he was like, I don't have to worry about it because we already did it. But like, but there is a significant amount of work that's already done in that they understand, everyone understands their characters so well. Yeah. But the thing about that is that like, I mean, I mean, you know, like there's a difference between performing for theater and performing for video. 100%. And I'm like, yeah, you could do that character work, which is very interesting, but like, after so, like, you're, you you know, people believe, some people believe in muscle memory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, your muscle memory is telling you, like, I've done this, and you have to fill up a theater, right? right. So to make that huge performance yeah. now smaller and very precise. They're all exactly. also, but they're all also skilled in both. True. Which right? Is, which is true, which, but my thing is, who helped Denzel? My only question is, like, right, who, who was there watching? Who was there? Who was that AD? Who was that AD? Well, that I mean, like- or, or, or my question is, like, you know, and I, I know it's like, and I try my best never to do it. But, like, you know, actors aren't supposed to give actors notes. But, like, did he rely on, like, Viola? He, did he rely yeah, on somebody? He, I definitely heard that he definitely gave... Well, uh, he, well he's a director. Viola notes. To. And, yeah, he gave them a note. Like, he was in the scene acting and then would, like, yell cut and then, like, whisper Viola, to Viola something yeah. and, like, go back into it. See, he had to do that. My question is, like, because he was a director. But, like, who did it for who him? kept him Because my show. thing is, I've, I, like, I've, like... I've seen plays and have friends do like Broadway and it's like I've heard of fights happen over actors giving each other actors notes. Yeah, yeah. But like, I've yeah. seen it in classes. It's like and like you know, it's one of those things like yeah. you just don't do it because again, it's not your job. So who helped him? Yeah, yeah. What I'm was so the fascinated. what was the system they yeah. had set up? I I I also definitely say, did it. Uh, about lions before we get out of this moment is the dad, from, we, the dad from Lincoln Heights. Yeah, the dad from Lincoln Heights, but Russell Hornsby. Um, yeah, from Heights. <laughs> okay, Russell Hornsby. He had the, for me, uh, having seen the Broadway production, he had the biggest uh, change as far as like uh, the way he rendered his character on stage. He was in what we're talking about, very big. Like, like he was like that jazz cat. Like he was like uh. very, like you know, like hat. You know, like a hat cocked to the side, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, always had his guitar with him. Come on, pop. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, uh. like um, uh, and in in the movie, he was like so toned back. Like you Definitely. just sort of you just sort of like felt his jazz. He felt like more like a sensitive art- artist soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, one yeah. of my favorite scenes is like 
he, coming off of that is just him, them going in the house and be like, up. Oh, this nigga say, I know what he want. Yeah, he's like, hey, pal, why you, why you have to say that? Blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's going to ask me for $10. Well, since you brought it up. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and like, that was so funny. He's like, and the thing is, I didn't realize, and I guess this is in the play, I didn't realize how often they said the N word, but it's like, oh, really, yeah. he was like, this nigga only show up on my payday <laughs> Friday. And like, like, I feel like I've never heard Denzel say nigga that much that in my much, life. Yeah. I was like, what? yo. Did you watch Training Day? I know. It's like, it, well, no, but he said, but he said, like, but he'd do it like after a thing and be like, my nigga, this thing, it was so conversational that I was like, bruh, good for you. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I've, you, I've never seen Denzel, like, you know, like we all love Denzel, but like I feel like I've never seen Denzel with this many layers and this much enthusiasm to play a part. Like Malcolm X, I think like was great, but this like the layers this character have, and again, it was probably there was definitely the writing, but it's like the amount of things also, he got like, to do. Happy. Twenty more years of experience. Yeah, true. The happiness yeah. to say. Think about the last time you saw Denzel literally one sing, like yeah. even out in the world, sing, do like some weird dance move. I was like, yo, I like. Woo. Totally. I mean, this is definitely an Oscar uh worthy performance. It it like I, like if he won, I'd be to like, me, yeah. he's the front runner right now. I yeah. seen I seen Manchester by the sea. Mm-hmm. And Which, no uh, diss to Casey, but it's like he's a front like Denzel should be the front runner, yo. Yeah. Uh this dude, Steven Henderson, who played Bono is in Manchester by the Sea. Did you notice him? Yeah. Was he barely in it? <laughs> no, I mean he the thing is like Manchester by the Sea is is it's it's a very good movie, but the thing is like it's just not it's 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 an Oscar it's an Oscar Beatty movie. So well, he's in he, it. Okay. He's in it, but he's not like he's, he's not in it as much as, as this. Right. But he's I was just looking through Steven Henderson's like filmography and he's been in a lot of things, but like not big roles. He does have an upcoming role though in this T V series called The Accidental Wolf. Oh. Yeah. Homeless Man. Great. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this. Watching this movie, I was just getting That's shade more and more Hollywood, pissed. By the way, not Steven. yeah. I was getting more and more pissed off as I watched this movie, yeah. and not because of the movie, but I'm like, these again. And I hate to keep I hate to keep comparing movies, but I guess that's what you do when you watch Manchester by the Sea. And everyone, I mean, you should because it's going to be nominated for an Oscar. But like when you look at it, you look at the performances, right? The performances are good, and I mean they are good. They're solid. They're like good acting performances. But this movie did something that I felt like I haven't seen in a while, which gave multiple actors multiple quote-unquote oscar-worthy scenes yeah like i mean but the thing is almost almost everyone got one like the best friend got one the older son got one the young one had it towards the end of the movie yeah like it it, i like viola day yo i don't don't get me started on viola all right so so yeah so yeah we moved through this lions is like asking for money you know denzel is basically giving a hard time you know we find out that lions is like a musician he doesn't really work he 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 plays music uh you know denzel's like why don't you get a real job you know he has a wife who who's a nurse so she's got money yeah um and lions is like i'll pay you back he's like you'll never pay me back you never do um and then uh but then like viola rose kind of talks you know denzel into giving him some money so yeah gives the money gives the money up walks out you know and then uh wait was this this was before the scene where they were drink- oh no yeah, yeah they, were, dr- they were drinking the they were drinking in the backyard so they already is- were drinking as they were yeah. like talking Got and it. stuff and then uh and then it's the next day yeah and then it's the next day the next day he wakes up uh and he's looking for cory cory has gone and so him and viola have a 
conversation. Yeah, because he's mad because Corey went to basketball practice and football. Viola t- football. Yeah. And Viola told him, like, uh, he's getting scouted. He's getting scouted by a college. Yeah. But this is something that this conversation is why I lied to my parents so much about when <laughs> I get, like I legit didn't tell them what I was studying until it was maybe towards the end of my junior year of college where it was yeah. too late. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you come from one of these places and like, Again, my like for my parents did not Sister go. Act too. Yeah, like my parents did not. Remember the singing that coulda woulda. Yeah, you coulda woulda. The mom didn't let Lauren Hill sing <laughs> because the thing is, and the thing is, you're thinking about a parent who like just wants your kid to have a better life, and it's like you get a trade. You know, like yeah. how often do you hear that? It's like you know what? Gotta get a trade. Screw this. Get a trade. Get something that you can't live without, like fixing a car, like you know, like plumbing, oh construction. You gotta have those things. Yeah, and that's all Denzel wanted because he was burnt. You know, even though like right. his situation was drastically different. Yeah. Uh, right. So we find out God. a little bit of his situation in this conversation where he talks about, you know In the Negro Leagues. In the Negro Leagues, and he never, you know, he didn't get he didn't get picked. Uh didn't get to play baseball, even though he was good at it. Even though he's good at it and, and better than uh any like any pro ball player, yeah. any but, black pro ball player you can name. In but what is so player. interesting though is that like the characters in the movie, um, uh, they like confirmed it. They support it. Yeah, they're they like 100%. Like, oh, this dude, dude you were was great. like the legendary guy. <laughs> yeah, the, his friend. Yeah, Bono was just like, yeah. But like, Rose, like, people confirmed, like, oh, this dude was great. Yeah. Though Rose, at some point, I guess it's later on, though, she was like, you're, you're just too old. You're too old. Yeah. Too old. yeah. Uh, Even though, how old was uh, Babe Ruth? Wasn't Babe Ruth like pretty old? Uh, like, he know. entered baseball? Like, wasn't he? I thought like I he was know. like one of the oldest. But I, but I mean, but how old was Jackie Robinson? You know what I mean? Yeah, like Jackie, Jackie Robinson was, was yeah, you know, like he was Well, young. this is the thing is that we're figuring I mean, this is the nineteen fifties, so black people just just started getting in. Like yeah. it's very new. Um so like Denzel like has a bit of a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but at the same time he's not he can't see the forest. I mean, like, trees. yeah, and like, you know, the the lesson of finding Nemo is, you know, how can he, how can not, not, you can't never let anything happen to him because nothing will ever happen to him. You know, like mm. that's, it's the same thing right. that he's doing. He's like right. not letting his son do anything, you know, uh, uh, instead of letting him take any kind of like risks. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I think, I think he feels he feels so much right that he failed with lions because he sees lions as a f- complete and utter failure. For sure. And oh yeah, we but find also, out in that scene that he like we don't know why, but we found out that he wasn't in lions' life. Lions right. was like you were never there for me. Yeah, I wish I had a father. Like, he he kind of yeah. throws a little bit of shade. He throws at some him. shade, yeah. and yeah. I think and the only reason that Troy doesn't get angry is that he clearly feels guilty about that, right? Because. The anger that he expresses with Corey, he doesn't really show with Lions. Like right. he's, he's like, he's he's joking on him and like ragging on him all this stuff and like doesn't want to give him money. But at the end of the day, he's not like, you're worthless. Get out of my house. You know yeah. what I mean? So then uh, does Corey come home right after this? Yeah. I, th- I feel like right after this conversation, like Corey shows up, but he doesn't see the dad first, right? He oh, sees, yeah. He sees, sees Rose first. Rose first. I think, right? No, dad, you're right. Yeah, because the dad, because he leaves. Troy leaves, and then it's like Viola in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Viola yeah. in the kitchen. Uh, Which they have a great shot of her. Like, I forgot how the, I forgot how her and Denzel's conversation ends in the backyard, but like. To, yeah, the, uh, he, 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 he gets in an argument. Yeah, he it gets is, upset. Yeah. And it ends in like a, a little bit of an argument where she has to defend Corey. And like, there's, there's just beautiful shots 
of Viola that just show her reflecting on whatever just happened. Yeah. What I know. Yeah. She comes home. Corey comes home and I think they have a conversation. They, they do. They, they, they do. do. But, but he's talking but, but about he's, but she's Den- Denzel the leaves. Yeah. We see we and then the shot like kind of hangs on Viola. We see her just kind of processing what just happened. What I put into that was like we see the weight mm-hmm. of a oh, black yeah. of her black husband's problems and issues weighing down on her mm-hmm. as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is she is taking on Tessa like shared with me this like the article well it wasn't really an article it was like a blog post but like about how like women like take on men's anger mm. and mm. like they're they mitigate it you know what I mean like and so it was talking about like anger dumps and I was like oh man this is what that is it's like an anger dump yeah. like he had this kind of fit of like rage or whatever that was largely connected to the injustice that he faced in the world as a black man and he is dumping it on his wife. And then the wife has to now take that in as he leaves the house to go do something. We don't really know what yet. And yeah. then she's just like left to process it. Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood, the sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at LAist dot com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L A I S T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. This is Rhea Butcher, a host of Three Swings, a podcast about baseball and other things available right here on this very network. For as long as I can remember, I have had a love-hate relationship with the game of baseball. More love than hate, but you know. It's a sport that brings me so much joy, and it's impossible to imagine my life without it. I have countless memories of watching the sport, playing the sport, swearing at the sport, watching the sport some more. But like everything else in America, being a fan of baseball is not that simple. There's also a lot that I dislike about baseball. The persistence of racist mascots, the fact that violent domestic abusers continue to thrive in the major leagues, the wall streeting of professional baseball, the list goes on and on. So I wanted to make a podcast where I could talk freely about both of these things what makes baseball great, and what makes it terrible. And in doing so, I usually find myself talking about more than just baseball. Race, gender, capitalism, mental health, stories from my life, stories from the road. 
And that's what Three Swings is all about. It's a baseball podcast about life. It's a life podcast about baseball. It's got something for diehard baseball fans, for new fans, and even for those of you who know absolutely nothing about the game, but are hearing this ad and saying, hey, that sounds interesting. It's for you too, my friend. We've got a bunch of back catalog episodes for you to browse through, and new episodes come out every Friday right here on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to also follow us on at 3 Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest updates. But the one thing I say I like about the movie yeah. is that, and honestly, like the one thing that I, the one thing that I really, really liked was these little moments, and they were always on Viola. Because there are oftentimes in movies where like some things will happen to the wife and you never see her reaction. It yeah. would cut to like, for instance, if this was any other movie, instead of seeing her sit there, it would have cut to Denzel at his next location. Right. You wouldn't have saw how this affected her. I love right. it. Right. Yeah. Wait, so then so then just to to, to help so, me so out. So Corey comes in the house while she's like Right, right. And she that okay, now I remember. Corey and comes she right like in. feels better because he's like yeah. he's like is this now also after Gabe, do we see Gabe? We haven't seen Gabe. We yet. haven't seen Gabe yet. Okay, I don't believe we've. No, seen we Gabe haven't seen. Yet. We don't see Gabe until, until I think it's the next scene where she's a, yeah. where like, like, uh, like he's walk, like Denzel comes back. He's super happy, whatever. Then Gabe comes yeah. down the street. So okay. Corey comes back. Uh, uh, you know they have a conversation. She's just like, and Corey's basically like, just you have to convince him. There's you no know. Chance. And then she's like, all right, why don't you go get dressed, you know, do some chores. She kind of goes back in the house. Denzel's right back there. Uh, where's Corey? Get him out of here. we got to build this fence. So Corey comes back out. And they start, you know, building this, or at least cutting wood, right? Yeah, yeah. Start cutting wood. And, um, and then Corey starts talking about baseball, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's first like... Uh, uh, TV, right? Like, why don't you, oh, why yeah, don't that's you buy a TV? Why don't you buy a TV? Why would I need a TV for? <laughs> well, everybody else has ones. I know it. Okay. Everybody else has ones. I didn't ask. That's not the question I How asked you. How much it you. costs? I asked you, why would? Why do I want one? Well, everybody else wants one. I don't care what everybody else wants. Why do I? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is my dad. Like, <laughs> that sounds like my uncle, man. <laughs> why do I want one? Uncle's like, you don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> what you need to car for? You need no car. Where you going? This buses. But I just love like the like like the like like I hear what you're saying, but you're not responding to what I am saying. This is what I am saying. He was uh, like, you know how much that roof costs? You know how much it costs to get that roof? Oh my god! Two, like oh, that was great. The yeah. roof thing. But the yeah. thing is, it's so you want to buy a TV? It's two hundred dollars. Yeah. So you roof is two sixty. Roof to repair that roof. No, and you won't notice it. The the snow will come down. It'll stay on top of the roof. It'll seep in. You won't really notice it. But then all of a sudden, it's gonna start leaking. You know how much it costs to retard that roof? Two hundred sixty dollars. You got two hundred sixty dollars. What are you gonna do? Buy a TV or buy the or, or repair the roof? Well, I'll buy a TV, and then when uh, I have to repair the roof, then I'll buy uh, the roof. You ain't got no money. And then he's just like, I know. I, his whole thing is like, I know you got money, and it's like, no, like, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I got money. What the seventy three dollars? You want to see my bank account? <laughs> yeah, you want to see the yeah. seventy three dollars I got sitting up in there? <laughs> oh man, it was it's great. so good, very funny. Uh, and I, re- what I really like about this moment too is like, there's this. We kind of have this feeling that like. You know, Troy is very antagonistic towards um, towards Corey and like like doesn't let him get any way in. Mm-hmm. But he does say in this like, "Fine, you get a hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollars. I'll match your hundred dollars to get the TV." Like he says that to totally, him, which is like it's like yeah, that's great. Like that's a good lesson, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, it, He's not. And Corey's like, "I get it." Blindly get it. angry at Corey. He's right. clearly doing this 
because it's what he thinks right. is the best thing for his son. Yeah. yeah. He is trying to teach his son responsibility. He's trying to teach his son uh, econo- like financial, uh, you know, I don't know, bit smart. What? Yeah, the smartness. Where, the, <laughs> smartness. The way worse. Smartness. <laughs> smarts. Smarts. Financial smarts. I don't know. No, I just say, but it's, it's, how, does, uh, how does Corey get back in the house? He, wait. Because, oh, because uh, Bono comes. Wait. No, uh, because I, me- I remember like. He says, go get the, he says, I know he tells him to go get like a smaller um, saw. Oh, saw. Because like, I remember he goes, he's like, he's like, go get a smaller saw. And then. He goes, go find, go in the house, find a smaller saw, find the smaller saw, and he's like, where is it? And he said, I said, find it. <laughs> no, first like, off, this movie, yo, this movie was so funny. Though. I was like, yo, but like for real, like I can't tell you how many times, like I've asked my dad, like where, where is this thing? And he's like, he was like, eh, whatever, it, like it's in the fridge. And I'll be in the fridge. I can't find it. He's like, because you're not looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't looking hard enough. You're not looking for it. It's like, if yeah. you were looking, you would find it. <laughs> and nothing is worse. Don't make me come yeah. into and find oh, it for you. Oh, that's the worst. Don't make me find oh, it for you. Because it's in there. And then when I find it, something's going to happen. Yo, my uncle would do that. He'd be like, yo, can you go get... My uncle had like a fancy like taste. He'd be like, yo... You go get my like, hey, these ice cream bars, but they were like mad expensive. Like, yo, go get me one out the uh, the freezer. And I'm like, nah, man. He's like, go get it. I was like, where is it? Go look. And I'm like, I'm looking. I don't see it. Whole time he hit him, so no one to eat it. No. So he walk in the kitchen, go in the back, move no, stuff exact, around, no, exactly pull it out. It is. You ain't look hard enough. You ain't move the other ice cream. The uh, <laughs> the bar right here. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. He open it. Eat it like yo, can I get one? Nah, cause you don't know where it's at. <laughs> like yo, yo, that's so trifling. Yeah, you gotta look for it. That's so oh, trifling, man. yo. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, what, 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 what else do we have? Then does Bono come See, back? I then? think, I think at this point he's in the backyard, and then he hears. Isn't this when he hears Gabe? Because he's I by mean, himself. I Gabe. feel like we have seen Gabe by now, but this might be. <laughs> This might be the moment. If if we haven't, then this is the moment, right? right? Uh, and the thing is, you don't know what's happening. You just hear someone singing, yeah. and then he just stops and runs. Yeah. <laughs> he runs to the front yard. Yo. Uh, and Gabe, I mean, uh, Michael T. So this, is what, so this was one of the things I was talking about, like how like we see the world and how it affects. So like uh, uh, we've already said that, that Gabriel is his brother who has like a traumatic brain injury, has a metal plate in his head. He comes running down the street singing like, you know, uh, uh, about the judgment day, you know, like uh, he's, he's singing like this uh, a religious song. He has a, a trumpet with him and like a basket of, of vegetables, but not the vegetables he's talking about. Right? Yeah, like, that's the key. like he's saying he has plums or, so, or like some vegetables and he's like, they're not, but they're not there. It's like an onion and onion, like yeah. a, a radish. <laughs> I think plums, yeah. <laughs> and, he's like, uh, and he has uh, kids in tow. Like, and kids, yeah, and are like, like, kids are like dancing with him. Um, he's got a trumpet. Uh, and, they, and they go out to see him. It's like, it's like, it's Troy, it's Rose. Um uh, and they go and they go out front and they're just trying to like talk to him and he's saying stuff like he's saying stuff like we gotta get ready for the we gotta get ready for the judgment I gotta I gotta play the yeah, horn for for Saint Peter he has he has your name in the in the book Troy he's had the book you of, told me all the time you know like he's like telling this uh thing which is sort of like this thing that is repeated throughout like Troy's name is in the book my name's not in the book I've already died you know like Gabe has already, already fought died. death. Um, uh, oh, we missed that story. We didn't talk about that yeah, story. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. At the story. beginning, he talks about how he fought death and like how he fought death. Was it for 
three days. Three days. Yeah. Three days, three nights. Three nights. Yeah, and... Uh, yo, Bubba is so... Yo. Michael T. Williams. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba is so good, man. He really plays it really well. Uh, I, the comedic know. timing, like yeah. the... Like the thing is, like to see to see somebody do what this man did. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I'm not gonna harp on this, but I'm pissed off. Like, and this thing is, I'm not about to just sit here and crap on like everyone else who got best supporting actor nominations. But it made like literally after this movie, as like when I got home, I started watching trailers for anything I hadn't seen, and I'm like, I question these things now because why didn't he get one? Because if you think about it, if you want to talk about a role that like. He he wasn't he he wasn't making fun of a disabled person. It was a no. whole character. The movie yeah. treated him like a human. And the thing is, he was so leveled, which is so hard to do in something like that. Yeah, he got nothing. I didn't even hear any buzz about him. Yeah, no, no buzz. Yeah. I mean, it is a t- it's a it's a role that people usually get nominated for. Leonardo DiCaprio's first Leonardo role. DiCaprio, yeah, what's yeah. with Grave? You have Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman and Rain Man. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, it happens constantly. What else did he need? My thing is like, okay, let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. What else did he need to do? It wasn't like he was barely in the movie. Yeah. What else did he need? What scene did he need to have to get this? I... What else could he have done? No, no, no. There's no scenes that he didn't. There, he did. He did the thing. It's he, just they didn't give him any, any credit for it. Exactly. Uh, which, whatever. It, I mean, no, know. man. This the thing is like this. This has to stop. No, like he's, like this. He, this shit's got to stop. He does a phenomenal job. He's a great supporting uh, uh, character throughout. And like every time he's on screen, you're fascinated by him. He's chewing you're, up the scenery. Uh, he's helping project the. And it's 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 really great and like and and very honest and very truthful and it really is a shame that he doesn't have a, a supporting actor um, nomination. For he, this the Oscars better give one. Um, SAG didn't, which I'm shocked. Man, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing that I but I was talking about how the world we see how the world is affected, and I think like really seeing Gabe out and down the street, just thinking about the play. The play we only see him in the front yard. We only see just. The family, you know, interacting with him, but like just see, seeing the looks from the from the neighborhood, seeing him playing. Oh, with and the people kids. being scared, right. like he's a crazy yeah. man. And, and then also just seeing him not using the sidewalks, being only in the street, running down the street and singing so loudly. It's just like see, seeing how that affects like Troy well, is like. Is but that's really also nice a thing about yeah. like commentary on just like veterans, like like most people think it sucks. A lot of veterans, especially from like. Uh, you know, Vietnam and stuff like that came back without jobs and came back with PTSD, came back with a lot of difficulties. And like now, sometimes when you go in New York and like you, you may see somebody on a subway train, like a lot of some of these guys are and women are veterans who people think are crazy. Yeah. But it's like, you know, these people probably went defending like this country, have a plate in their head, and there's no one to take care of them. There there wasn't a place for them to like go. They're just in these streets and like no one cares for them, yo. Like the 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 terrified looks at the adults, not the kids. The kids yeah. laughed kids and played laid, with him. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't understand that yet. But the right. adults all ran from him. Oh, absolutely. You're right. Ugh. I mean and it and it has it hasn't real it hasn't gotten better. No. It's like it's sat like, you know, you would want to think like, oh, well, that's the 50s. And maybe they didn't understand this stuff at that time. Well, the science was already being developed at that time. We know a lot more now. And it's still, I mean, uh, the majority, it's like a, a large portion, maybe not the majority, but like a very, very significant portion of our homeless population. I know in New York City, but I think in across the country are people who are mentally ill and a lot of them who are veterans as well. 
Yeah. Uh, so we we clearly don't do justice to no man. To we, these don't. we don't. Uh, we don't. Horrible. We don't. We don't. Um, but yeah. So he tries to get him inside. He doesn't come inside. He runs out down the street. Uh, we go back inside. Uh, I think we now have a conversation. Wait. Because yeah, because he because what happens is like uh, a Gabe yeah runs off. They go back inside, and then um, when they go back inside, uh, uh, Troy asks about Corey again. And now they have like the discussion on like um, they talk about Gabe, right? Oh, this is the this is the monologue. The why don't you know why don't you like me, isn't it? Yeah, I I think why don't you like me happens. It right happens early, this, right? I think it happens I, actually. It, it oh, it might have happened. before It happens this. before Corey goes inside. You're right. It happened before. Um, before he goes uh, but yeah, but it. that but that's also a stand. And that's uh, in the trailer. An important moment uh, in the film. Too. Yo, I have to suggest people like I mean uh, James. I remember talking to you about it. I remember before. Like again, I never seen it. All I saw was that like on YouTube. If you Google it, James Earl Jones originated this part like on Broadway, right? Mm-hmm. He originated yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And like if you watch, they have like on YouTube, they have James Earl Jones. And like Denzel's performance of the scene in a split screen, and it basically like kind of chops up like James Earl Jones says a couple lines, then Denzel does his part, and it's so interesting seeing like the difference, the differences, and like I mean this scene is for Denzel is great, it's yeah. it's it's scary, but yet it's funny. Yeah, uh, Denzel yeah. added a layer of levity to this character that I really appreciate it because it's really easy. It, it's really easy for an actor to get caught up solely in the fear and mythos that the that Troy is creating for himself to right. become a man and to project the image of a, a quote unquote man, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there is but within Dell's performance there's this levity, there, he like jokes a lot, like yeah. he undercuts some of his fear sometimes. And I would say when I first read it, Troy I thought Troy was hilarious. Like, right. like he is. I, I, because he, I mean, and, he and to see that, that, that Denzel like wanted to bring that out. I think, I think it's, is awesome. Right. A lot of singing, um, dancing, moving. It's like, yeah. they, it's like two different characters in the neighborhood. Like Denzel's version is like the guy with the beer in his hand. Who's like cracking you up, telling you everything. Right. But at home is probably like very disturbed and like has a lot going on. Whereas like you, you see the old clips of, um, um, oh my goodness. My mind just, just blank. Uh, uh, Darth Vader. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. You knew Darth Vader, though. you think of James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones is the guy who's on the block, who has the beer, who's like quietly speaking. Yeah. You know? And it's like the same character, but just two drastically different. Like, yeah. may, I wonder if Denzel did that on purpose. Because James Earl Jones had such a like distinctive way to do it. And he won, like, he won a Tony for it, right? Or was nominated yeah. for a Tony? Uh, I want to say. He should have been. Involved. Yeah. He was definitely nominated, <laughs> um, but I want to say yeah, I didn't he even see it. Um, <laughs> it happened before I was I born. I mean, do, I like you. Like that. You talking was, about? Wait, which one are you talking about? You talking about James L. Jones? James L. Jones. Oh yeah, he won. He won the Tony. He was nominated sure. for sure. If not, if not. Um, all right, yeah, just to keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, so after the, those scenes, where we go now? They're they're in the kitchen now with Viola and um, Denzel, and now they're talking about like now they're talking about um, Gabe. Oh, and we, yeah, find, we out, find out the history of Gabe. Yeah, we find out Gabe. We find out what happened to him, and we find out that the reason they have this house is because Denzel took the money from Gabe. Like, not yeah. took it, but he well, took it. Man, he and, took he. So yeah, Gabe uh, got injured in the war, and Denzel became his legal guardian. He got the money that was given to him. Basically, like they gave Gabe three thousand dollars as like, oh, sorry, here's your hospital 
stuff, you know, and that's it. And they cut him off basically. Uh, but yeah, he used that money to put the roof over his head and Troy feels horrible about this. He feels like he, he's like, I, the only reason that I even have a house and that I'm, that I am not stealing and not back in jail uh, well, actually, we don't learn about this. We don't know about jail yet, but yeah. about the only yet. reason that he has anything at all is because his because of his brother's metal plate. Yeah, uh, and so, and then uh, what happens after this scene? Right. I mean, I'm trying to think. I feel like this is the if if not, it's coming up very soon. But we he has the meeting, you know, with with Mr. Rand and the guy and the and the people yeah. with, about the job. Um, I know that that's coming up. Oh, I know uh, he has a conversation with Corey about making sure he like he's like he tells him like he can't play football. Yeah, anymore. you can't play football because it's because it's if it feels like uh, he has he's either not working his job or uh, really what? like working out some weird thing where like he's right. working on Saturdays but also has practice on Saturdays. So how right. does that work? It, you know? it, yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> he had told he so he told them like the. Uh, you can only play football if you get your job back. And uh, and so then we see, yeah, we see the scene where he goes, you know, down to the union office and he comes back and he's happy. He's talking with Bono. He clearly like some something good has happened and we find out that he's become a driver now. He's going to be a driver. Uh, he's talking. He comes home and it's so Viola, you know, Rose is talking about it. Bono and they're all like kind of like happy about this yeah. whole thing <laughs> and lincoln heights comes in because it's friday because it's, it's friday, friday. It's friday but not only is it is it is it friday but oh he has a new job though because well, it was payday he knew it was yeah. payday yeah he got a new job but 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 he does, does he ask for money he's like i oh, see you thought i was gonna ask you for money but here here's a ten dollars like no why don't you take that put it in the bank or whatever he's like no let's give it pay it back no no, just take it for the next time you're going to ask me. Yeah, yeah just then, take then it. you take that. <laughs> then he ended up giving it to Rose, and Rose had to give it to him. And then yeah. Rose ended up taking more money from him. It's like, it's so interesting because, like, women, women run the household. You know, it's like, oh. and I feel oh, like yeah, you don't she get ran enough. the house. She, like, literally. She managed the money. She would have lost money. his mind if he had to do any of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> she made, like, you know, he did some of the handiwork, clearly, like, the yeah. hard handiwork. She did all of the other domestic cleaning, cooking, you know, uh, laundry, you know, she, she's with her church, you know, baking pies and things like that. Um, Yo, but she doesn't movie, have a job. But, this, but the right. thing is, it's so interesting because watching this movie, I'm like, even, even up, up to this point before anything dramatic happens yet, like watching Viola Davis, I was like, man, and, and this goes for all women, but I was just thinking of like black women, yo, the support, the, 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 the backbone of a household that they have and it's like like literally at at one point we don't see it in this scene but like uh, she like he gives her the envelope and you see it throughout the uh, throughout the movie he gives her the envelope she takes a couple of dollars out gives it to him and at one point he literally says it later on it's like the only money i have is the money you give me yeah and it's like yo this man went to work and it's like he knows that he does not need to be in charge of this money he knows that he ain't in charge of this money right i only have the money you give me <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's yeah. like yeah she doesn't have a job but like th- that thing is a job like technically oh, like, 100%. that's yes. the job 100 <laughs> percent um so so but then they they're like outside at some point yeah and, and Cor- then Corey, and Corey comes, comes home and he's pissed and he's like you he throws his helmet 
at the ground and he's like you 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 told my coach i'm not playing anymore he's like well you lied to me you, you're not working that job i went down to that job you're not working weekends you're not working there at all we had an agreement you mm-hmm. you know um you lie whatever and Corey gets all mad it kind of like gets up in his face this is the only scene i really don't like you don't like this oh, scene? Oh, you don't like this I mean, scene. You, the only reason and I don't like it was just like strike one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess because I guess strike one. I couldn't tell it was something I missed or right. something that was going to come back later on. And I guess it kind of did. But like when he made like, like, yeah, so Denzel now walks up on him, tells him to come here. The son comes here, which is so interesting. The son is always obedient. No matter how much he wants to rebel, uh, he's yeah. obedient. Like, because he's scared. He's yeah. terrified. Yeah. But like Denzel's like, pick it up, pick up the helmet, put it on, strap it up. And for some reason, I'm like, I thought he was going to make him do something. Yeah. But then or hit all, him. I feel yeah. like. Does he that, do it in the play? I feel play? like that. No. I feel like that was added. I, I, don't rec- I don't remember a put on your helmet moment. I just don't get it. I don't remember the put on your helmet moment, but maybe like, it is a part of the, the, the play. And like, I, yeah, I get that. what that was supposed to sim- Like, well, I, I think it was just like, you know, strap up, get ready. I think it was just like. Uh, yeah. I feel like. It, I, I don't know what the explicit metaphor was. But for me, the whole intention of it was just, like, intimidation. Right. Like, right. I, you don't know what I'm going to do. You will do what I say. And as a, uh. like, as, a, as not remembering if it was in the, in the play or not, I was like, this kind of mixes up the baseball metaphor thing that we're kind of going for. You know what I mean? Like, the totally. fact that he puts on his, his uh, helmet. But I just don't remember if that was, if that was part and, of it. And just, like, just to speak about my own personal experience, like, I know that fear you know what i mean like that sense of fear and just so audience just so audience people don't get it twisted like it's not like (laughs) i love my dad like i respect the i like i'm so appreciative of all the discipline and everything that happened and like it to me it was a healthy sense of fear Mm -hmm. but like there is that like i and i but i do think it's a part of black culture i I mean just speaking from my personal experience and i know what my dad experienced and like other people like there, so so for me, when I see that in the play, it rings very, very true. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm like, I get it. And the thing that we don't know, but we learned this in the very next scene, right, is uh, Troy's last encounter with his dad. Yes. Right? Which I think we learned in the very next moment. I think it's the the right the next moment, but I'm but it's important we talk to talk about, about it. I think it's like he talks about with Viola, with uh, Viola and Bono. About like a son respecting their father, and he's, right. like, he's like, right, Bono, and Bono's like, well, pff, I mean, my father was never there, so right. But then now he, it's like him and and Lions and Bono, and they're like sharing. Yes, the and drink. Lions is there too, and Lions yeah. is like kind of ta- is like going like, come on, like he just wants to play, wants you to know, play. they're kind of talking about that, yeah. and then like, and then we get into this whole thing about like the last time he saw his dad, he realized it was time for him to rise above him because he was not good to him unlike He's like, we, yeah my dad was terrible to me and, we, and but we but we have this feeling of like it's not like and he is definitely better you know it is that he is definitely a better father for Corey than his father was for, to him to, to him so what we learn right is that his at when he was 14 years old there was this girl he was always afraid of his father um and his father didn't treat him well. They, he had 11 siblings. Yeah. Uh, so his father would just work and just like provide for the children. That's basically it. Uh, but he, ha- he there was a sense of responsibility there that he didn't like just leave because they talk about that. Like Bono's he father. Left, yeah. He could have left. Bono's father left. They just, he was like, a lot of people are like that. They just, what do they call them? My dad left. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. It's so interesting watching this movie because I was like, 
because again, because you know, I, you know, whatever about my dad, but like when I hear about people with fathers and like their 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 boys, there's always that thing of like your son thinks at at one point, I guess in the in the life, the son thinks he's smarter or like tries to like stand up yep. to a father. So I'm like, okay, so. Denzel's story is like just going to be that, like not anything massive or whatever. It's like he just felt like he was smarter. But to hear the story about like Denzel working in the yard, sneaks off with the the neighborhood girl who he had a crush on, and like his dad, what does he say? His dad takes like the the horse the horse um rope. What oh, does he goodness. say? The I horse. Don't, I don't know what it is that he. That it's he something takes that to like him. you know is heavy. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like the, the the dad beats him, but not beats him to like. But he thought it was because it was just like he ran away because he was like, oh, he's beating me. Because I got caught and I wasn't doing my chores. But the dad is trying to hook up with the girl. Well, the dad yeah. started basically hooking up with the girl. But also in my head, I'm like, there's so Raping much. Her. Yeah, and there's so Raping much. Raping her because yeah. she was 14. Yeah. 14. And I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, what is happening? Like, first off, like, what is the situation with the girl? And the fact that, like, I'm expecting Denzel to tell the story about, he says he comes back, he grabs the same thing as dad beats him with, starts attacking the dad, dad stands up. So I'm thinking, like, Denzel's going to tell the story where, like, this is the moment where I beat my dad. Yeah. He but woke no. up somewhere else with his both eyes. Yeah. And then that's so, the thing, and then that's so interesting about that. It's like, if you get in a fight, right? If you get in a fight with somebody, like, to, 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 to black out someone's two eyes, it's yeah. purposeful. Oh, yeah. Because usually, like, if you do one of these things, it's like, you know, I, it happened to one of my friends. Like, someone, usually if someone's right-handed, boom, they go into, like, the left side of your face, that eye's gone. Right. And you know quickly which eye's gonna well up. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that this dad... Like, swole both of his son's eyes means he'd never stop hitting him. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost killed him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. had to have. you Because oh, basically, like, you knock out. And then just uh, left him left dead, him. essentially, right? Like, like Left him. Okay. Left him. There you are, you know. And I'm sure he didn't think, uh, I just killed my son, but he didn't care. Right. Either. No? Right. He didn't care that he had just pummeled his son into oblivion. Mm-hmm. He probably said he lived through it. And you ain't yeah, die. Like, Kyle would say, you live, ain't die. Yeah, and you didn't le- die. And you lived through it, and you learn a lesson. Don't ever come step to me again. I'm yeah. the man of the house. Yeah. And so he was like, great, you're the man of the house. I'm not coming back. Yeah. He didn't come back. That was he last didn't come back, and he said that, like, he hopes he's dead. Yeah. But also said, I hope he found, found some peace. peace, which is like... Which, is, to me, that's what I... I in the When you first hear, I hope he's dead, you think it's malicious, and then he says, I hope he found some peace. You're like, oh, wow. You're like, right, because he was living in hell while he was alive. Yeah. He's so tormented, clearly, because he kept drinking himself to death. And in that moment, and it's so subtle, and the thing is, like, this is what I want white audiences to know as you're listening to this. And if you saw this film, like, that you, maybe you didn't catch, is, like, to me, that implies an implicit uh, narrative that we don't hear, but we know. His dad went through hell Growing up yeah. in a racist country, which it was even more racist then, oh, you man. know what I mean? So, like, in, a, in an era where, you know, the KKK is rising up again, people are being lynched all over the South, you know, so maybe they're in the North, but, like, uh, there's still, like, heavy racism, segregation is starting to settle in, like, it's just, like, real, real bad. And, like, the, and then what happens it's not. It doesn't justify the actions of the father, but you begin to understand it. You know what I mean? There's a you understand scope the that weakness, happens. the weakness of the mindset. Like you've been beaten, yo. Like you think about again, whatever. Like we, you know, we live in a time right now where like people's morale is like in the next four years, we're gonna see one of two things. We're gonna <laughs> even see people like lose all types of hope and become mm-hmm. beaten, or you're gonna see people rise up. At that point, 
in in American history, a lot of African Americans, especially the men, went the other way. They were like they, they they took that weight and like you said, they just dumped it on their families, dumped it on their wives because like they felt like they had nothing. Because at the end of the day, they couldn't get jobs. They couldn't provide. And because of what? Or and, and if they did, it was so hard to do it. They had to swallow their pride. I mean, that's the one of the things that we understand, right, with Denzel's character is like he's a garbage man. Like he got this. It was such a happy promotion to get to just be the driver, the driver of a dude. garbage truck. He should have been retiring. Yeah. Uh, okay, and so uh and then and then we have is this the scene right after with Bono like saying like Yes. I don't know that it's right after, or but it's shortly. definitely It's the next day. Because yeah. like basically like the next day, like they he comes back out, uh he starts working on the 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 gate, Bono comes back, starts helping him a little bit, and then they walk off to the side and Bono's you know mentions and it's so interesting because again, there's certain things I, like about this movie that I wanted to see. Yeah. Like cause Bono comes back already knowing that Troy was out with this woman. Yeah, and this is like not the second, it's the second time we've talked about it, but like the third or fourth time they've mentioned it in the... Yeah, and he says this time he was like, so you're getting real friendly and you bought her like a couple drinks. Mm -hmm. And he said it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just being polite. I buy everybody. He's like, polite is one drink. You bought her her more than one. You bought her more than one. And he's like, yeah, I just don't want to see you hurt Rose or like do something you don't want to... Whatever you know, and he and he's kind of Troy's kind of like taking in like you're you're right. I appreciate that you're a good friend. Like if you were messing around, I would say I would something. Say the to same you. thing. And yeah. this is the only time. Like at this point, we don't know Denzel did anything because no, Denzel yeah, says like, it very yeah. passing. Because you're like, oh wow, like he's like you so he's like you hurt me. Um, we say creeping around, sleeping but then, around. But, with but, this but then woman. he says something. But then he does say something to the effect of like, yeah, well, she's like clinging on me. And you're like, oh, it sounds like you did. Yeah. And he says it. sounds it. like you already got into some stuff. Yeah, and he yeah. says it at this point. He was like mess, like sleeping around. He says something about, you're talking about me doing this thing with this woman. Because I remember in the movie yeah. theater, the, there were key moments with women like, yeah. oh. oh like the moment he said <laughs> yeah. it, and he said it very nonchalant. He's like, yeah, I heard you mess around with this woman. Oh. <laughs> like women went nuts. You're like, oh, this dude. And then and that basically Bono was just like, you just got to make it right. Got to make it right. Don't hurt Rose. Got to make it right. And he's like, okay. Cool. Oh, but how? And then he like, oh, and then he like walks, scene. and so then he like walks. So he kind of processes that. He like kind of comes in, and uh, he's like, "Rose, I got something to say." Oh, and everybody's like, oh, "Man," yeah. and like, there's a part of me that's like, "Yeah, you, you gotta tell yeah, her. You, gotta you tell already it. did it. You gotta tell." I her. didn't think he was. I didn't think he was gonna do it. I thought uh, he was gonna hide but, it. For but a little I was longer. like, I was yeah. like, I, in my mind, I was like, "No, it's the right thing to do to tell her. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt her so bad." And, uh, and then he just goes. He goes. Rose, I got something to say. You got, you got. Let me talk. I got something to say. Okay, I'm gonna be a father. That I did not and know. Everybody bruh. goes, yeah. oh, <laughs> bruh. I was like, what? Yo, when that went down, I was like, I was like, what, dude? Yeah. A baby? <laughs> a uh, baby? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because we only <laughs> hear, like it just feels like, oh yeah, he's just hanging out with her a little bit. Oh yeah, like maybe they've had sex. Maybe. Right. right. Uh, it's because it it's cascades. Crazy. It goes from like you're you're doing too much with this girl to like oh snap he real he is seeing this girl oh he slept with this per- oh he's about to have a baby the way- and, wait, oh could, no what were you gonna say I'm gonna say I was gonna say the next thing but well the way yeah just the way that we see uh, Viola processing this information and she drops her knees drop by that one point oh my goodness the, but just like even like she's what are you what are you telling me what do you do you know like that. This from the, this uh, whole wife, sequence be a from 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 her hearing this to her big standout moment that's coming up is like it's amazing. And it's also the thing that's too, which is so key to me, and it talks about just like how old they are. She's like, 
you couldn't have done this 10 years ago. She's like, 10 years ago, I could have handled this. 18 years. I could have handled this 10 years ago. I could have handled this 10 years ago. 5, 10 years. And the thing that's so beautiful is like, as she's having this discussion, Gabe walks in. Gabe walks in. He's having, they're talking, they're both like, he, he gives her a rose. She just, he j- basically just dropped this news. They haven't even really fully processed it yet. Yeah, it gives her a rose and they're like, kind of like usher him out. But the thing is like, the thing that's so funny is like Gabe in this scene is so funny, so happy. And they keep cutting back to like the quiet and the two of their faces yeah, and Denzel like, and Viola. Oh, Troy's mad at me. And the thing is, is they, what I think is so subtle is they treat, uh, they treat Gabe with such respect, even through this like, like I'm not, I'm not upset with you, Gabe. Viola finally takes the rose. Thank you, Gabe. And it's like, then they usher him out. And it's like, that type of tenderness is like something that I think is 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 so important because like you know if you're around people with disabilities, it's like you do treat them different. And the thing is, you always have to be aware of how you treat them too. Right? Yeah. So so but so like as this if this as if this wasn't enough, you know, <laughs> Viola just goes, just answer me this like. Are you going to stop seeing her? And it's like a oh. very obvious question. Like, yeah. are you going to stop seeing her? And he, and Denzel just kind of looks and he's just like, she makes me feel something else. And, and oh, the entire oh. audience just goes, what? The audience <laughs> goes nuts. It's horrible. Like even like, I was like, I can't believe this man is saying this right now. And the thing is, when he says how he defends it, he was like, I don't have to worry about like the house, she gives the me bills, a feeling. Yeah, I can laugh as loud as I want, all the way down to the tip of my toes or something like that. I was like, bruh, all all of these things are things you are supposed to be feeling with your well, so <laughs> or at least allowing yourself. So, to feel. so basically, the idea here, the idea here is right, like. He has he is overcome and overwhelmed by the pressures of uh, his responsibility. The responsibility that he is is the foundation of his identity. You know what I mean? Like he is so proud of the fact that he is being responsible, and yet the responsibility is crushing him. But he doesn't want to emotionally allow his wife to know or his son to know he can't process with his even his friend why because he doesn't want to destroy the mythos that he's built up for himself of being this man who can handle everything so the only escape that he can possibly see is another woman who doesn't know anything about him doesn't know anything Mm -hmm. about his life doesn't know anything about his troubles who doesn't require him to be responsible for her uh, outside of just this love that they get to share or whatever. So he's basically allowing himself to have this release. You were right. You're totally right. Like yeah. he's supposed to be he's processing emotionally with his wife, but he's not because he's so concerned about being the provider that he's forgetting that there's this other part of him that he's neglected. But, and so like it rings true what he's saying, but then Viola comes back and she's like, "Well, the, the the main problem I have, like the main problem with the, like what he's facing is the thing I think that a lot of black men have to deal with is like you can't be vulnerable because it's seen as weakness. Hundred percent. Right. The thing is, he can't like you just said, bro. He can't share with his wife because right. you know what that means? He's admitting he has a fault. It's admitting he's a human. Right. He gets right. sad. He, he gets worried. Share. Right. And then, and, but then, like, so then after all of this, 
uh, Rose has this beautiful comeback where she's just like, but what about, what about me? me? Literally feeling all of these same what things. What about me? You don't think I don't you don't think I want to go I want to escape my responsibilities? You don't think I dream with other men? You don't think I like go out and yeah. like and wish that I don't have to be here living with you? I've been yes. standing in the shadow. She's she has the best line of the whole play. She's like I planted a seed in you 18 years ago. And after a while, I knew it wouldn't grow. But I stayed with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. The soil was hard. The soil was hard rocky, and, it, rocky. and it wouldn't grow. Oof. And I was like, Angus, it was sick with so much anger, so much spite. But the thing about that is, is like, again, man, women take on the burden that men give them. And like, you knew that this was like bad. What? But you stuck it one out. One of the most beautiful lines she says is like, yes, you get. Because he, he, at one point he's like, well, you're saying that I don't give anything? Like, I've been here for 18 years. I ain't given anything to you. And she's like, I've been standing in the same spot as you, right? But the whole thing that she goes, yeah, you give. Yeah, nigga, you give. But you also take. Yeah. And you don't understand that. Yes, you give. You also take. And you've been taking from me this entire time. And we never see that. Men think about that. And I was like, I mean, like, I already... There's some of this stuff I already know, but man, it really hit me. Like, what? Yeah. Viola, she really drilled it in. August Wilson wrote these words. He, but, and it, what a beautiful writing, but she brought it to life in this way that I was like, oh my God, men don't understand this. Like, they don't understand mm-hmm. how they take from women. Whew. You know what I mean? And she had the weight of women on a not black oh, like yeah. not just not just but black also, women but right. also black but yeah, yeah women. it was it was it was women but it was like not just black women but it was like women like watching this movie it was like yo i mean and we all know like of course not all men are bad but it's like yo the things we do yeah and that but that's just the that's just the pride we have that's just the whole thing that i love about this is how it really just highlights that and and like uh like what you were saying uh, earlier, Jarrah, about like, oh, what kind of a what kind of a wife is she gonna be? Like, what are we gonna see? Like, she has this moment in response to that that literally just explains, like, in case you didn't realize this, I'm a human being, right? Which is it? I'm, I'm a That's human it. being with with uh, dreams, with aspirations, right. with with all wants those things and need, you're feeling, you know, all those things, you know. And she and 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 I I think it is beautifully shot as well, like to 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 Denzel's credit, uh, directing wise, like like we. Focus on her. We see what she's going through. You know, she got the snot going. Like everyone talks yeah. about that, but it's like, ugh, it's great. It's great. I mean, <sighs> and then so basically, we mm. kind of like skip forward. You know, they, yeah, they're we, not talking. Uh, it's like basically like six months later. He's still in the house. He's still in the house. He's coming back every night. Uh, we we but have not like a right quick, away. We have a quick scene <laughs> where we see like she comes to. You know, his job and is like, well, are you coming home tonight? He's like, I've been coming home. Why do you want to speak to me now? I've been coming home every night. He's like, no. She's like, yeah, but not when you leave. I'm asking if you come home right when you leave work. Clearly, he's still been seeing this woman. So, like, he's been seeing the woman going home. But here's the thing. He has tricked himself to thinking that he deserves it. That's the whole point is that he feels that he has deserved it. He's like, I've given everything. I'm still here. I see other other men don't other men aren't here. I'm at least I'm here. Yeah. I'm providing. I'm I'm paying I'm paying the bills. I'm dealing with all the crap Oof. that I have to deal with when I go out into the world of all the racism that I have to face. Uh, I'm raising the sun. I'm like doing my part. But the, what he what he has done is minimalized her part. The agreement that they had made. It's like yes, 
we agreed that you would go work and I would stay at home. But now you're saying that me staying at home isn't as valuable as you going to work. Well, guess what? If you if we switch those roles, what what would that mean? You know what I mean? It's like don't value one over the other. This is where the whole this is a part of feminism coming being ushered in, right? This equal rights. It's not just the reason. It's not just like oh, if you are a domestic uh, wife that you aren't a feminist. But it's this idea that like we have an equal part to play in this marriage. And you're yeah. not going to tell me that the part that I'm playing is not equal to the part that you're playing. And if mm-hmm. you are going to say that, then screw you. I'm also going to go out into the workforce and do the same thing that you're doing show you I can do the same it's thing. Partnership, man. That's the whole point. And it's so interesting because he comes back and then that night, oh, this. Right. <laughs> So Yo, get a phone call. They get a Yo, phone call. But no, but no, but this is the thing about that phone call. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like that in the play. The thing about that phone call, and it, again, women gasp at this point. Like, middle of the night, phone call comes by Ola Davis, gets up, goes downstairs, comes back, and has to tell. This is, this is the key part about that. She has to tell her husband that his side chick has died it's and vicious. had a baby. The baby has been born, so he tells her the baby has been born. He's like, okay, I got to go see it. What's wrong? Why are you looking sad? The baby's okay, isn't it? The baby's okay. She died. And and it's what, like... what, what kind of emotion do you feel? One, because you can't be, in a way, you got to feel a little happy, right? Like, you don't want someone to die, but it's like, this is a person who almost, this is the home record of your household, yeah. but then a baby was born, it's, but you can't feel bad. It, you had to deliver so a message. Crazy. Yeah, it's... Such a complicated set of emotions, you know. Also, the realization that I'm probably going to have to take care of this baby. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I immediately thought that, that. When I was like, she's dead, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to have to raise. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her husband's to have to be mistress's t- child. Like, like, it, like, that's insane. Yeah. And even if, like, mm. and even if, like, her idea was, like, was, like, I ain't going to have nothing to do with this baby. Even if, even if. For a second, she fe- felt that, like to to hear that the that the that the mistress is dead, like just means like this baby is now a part of my burden, no matter what. Like even if even if even if she wasn't going to planning on doing anything, like Troy's gonna have to be with the baby more, you know. And Troy lives in this house, you know what I mean? Like 100%. all all. Of- Oh, the burden immediately shifts there. And the fact that, like, the fact that she is the one to have to get the phone call, the second she gets up to go to the phone, you're like, she's going to hear, you know what I mean? Like, like, like she's going to be the one to have to hear this information. That's so. He goes to the baby. We cut to the next scene. Oh, but this one, Denzel, wait, wait. This is one of my favorite Denzel's parts. Oh, right. This is Denzel's fight with the devil. I mean, with with, With with death. With death. With death. And the thing is, is, the second thing that happened, like, the news is so hard that even at this point, Denzel's legs goes out. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because that's only happened one time in my life when I had news that was so bad I physically didn't know what to do yeah and the fact that like and it almost was if you think about it like Viola's scene was right before the montage in between us so like the full moments of them two together was like her legs went out her just devastating news yeah and the thing is if you look at his reaction and that's when he tells her he's sad but he ain't that damn sad oh yeah no, the sadness uh... he feels when this mistress dies oh. And like you're having this emotional it's, moment yeah. in oh, front of your wife, broken. but he, of course though, right? Because that's his happiness. That yeah. is his in escape front of your wife of, yeah. of the of the harshness of his world. He is already he is uh, he's pictured his wife as an anchor and his son as an anchor. They are the, these anchors of responsibility that are not allowing him to live a happy life. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's he is he's completely shut himself off to 
the emotional investment and the happiness that he can have with his family. Yeah. He's, he's, and it, that's the whole scene of to, to what, who, what rule does says I got to like you. I'm here, resp- like, you know what I, I have mean? responsibility. I have responsibility to you. To you. Me and, and your mama like, worked that and out. And it's like, great. You know what? Responsibility is important, but if you only look to your son as a responsibility and you only look at your wife as a responsibility, guess what? They're going, you are going to resent them. And yeah. he does. He yeah. resents both of them. Yeah, he resents man. his family, and so he created a new one. And then she dies. He clearly is like, well, God killed her. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel like that's what, or death killed her. Death, right? death killed her. Death killed her. Know, killed her but like, I feel like it was like a, you, like you, a, coming from you know me what now. I mean? Like, oh, okay. You did that as a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. he like, this is now just between me and you. This and it's so you. good. Don't take any, don't bring anybody I'm gonna else into build this. a fence. I'm going to build a fence around everything that's mine. Yeah, it's it, like okay. But the next scene is so dope. Like Bray was setting up is like because he comes back with the baby. Yeah, and he at, and he and he 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 sets up like uh, he asks her right. He like yeah, straight cause up because he, he, he coming home with a baby in his hands, and he knows there ain't no way I can raise this baby yeah. by myself. I have no skills to do this. There is zero way I can raise this baby by myself. So he's just standing there looking pathetic in uh, the kitchen. And he's like, now Rose, now now Rose, <laughs> I know. You know, I know I, I messed up. I know that, but this baby is innocent. This baby is innocent, which Rose. is so trifling. She goes, she which goes, is so trifling. She goes, what that got to do with me? What that got to do? With <laughs> Yo, it goes Yo. right back. Goes right back to her dishes or but, whatever she is. But again, what's so what funny about that? You know, it's a dramatic moment. Yo, and people clap. Yeah, and, and, and then what is so good? Uh, Yo, it's so funny. It is like he sits there for a second, looks at her. We gonna go outside, okay, and yeah, like he go, literally like yeah. on the porch, like. And then, out on the porch, he's like, he's like, we gotta. I'm scared now, you know, because we sitting out here on the porch and got no home. I got no. Nothing. I ain't never been homeless with a baby. Uh, I've been homeless before, been but homeless I never been homeless with a baby. baby. And if Iola comes out, and this is this is another line that got claps, uh, claps, and she she says like, you know, you know, you're right. I won't take it out on this baby. This baby now has a mother, but you still don't have a woman. Yeah, but you're a womanless, yeah, man. womanless man. And I was like, <laughs> like yo. Oh. Oh, yeah, smiled, he smiled when she said the first thing, and then she said the second thing, and he's just like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah." And like, and the thing is, at that point, you don't see her say it on camera. Yeah, all you see is her feet, and then you see like her just. You see the like it's a it's a beautiful shot. Yeah. You see the door close, and you see his face looking dumb as hell. Right. Yeah. And uh, then so wait, so then from here is yeah. the Bono scene, right? And then yeah, we see the Bono scene at the at the at the bar, and yeah. we realize that like he hasn't been hanging he hasn't out with been Bono. Bono, and it's and like, he's feeling lonely as yeah. a driver because he doesn't get to talk to anyone. So we realize now his mistress, the his source of his source of escape and happiness, is dead. He has a new responsibility of another child. Yeah, he is completely uh, has been completely isolated by his wife and his son Corey because, of course. Uh, Corey, he already had a weird relationship, Corey, and mm. now that he cheated on his, mo- you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we realize that he's no longer hanging out with Bono. Yeah. Bono's kind of distanced himself from him. Yeah. And he has, talks to nobody at work. The man is alone. Alone. And he's old. On stage, when this happens, uh, a thing that's different than the movie is this all takes place obviously on the on the front. We we see a completely f- uh, finished fence at this point, and like. Uh, uh, he's out there with the baby. Then Rose takes the baby and leaves. So he's by himself. Then Bono shows up and Bono's very distant, just like he is in the movie and then leaves. And then we just see him alone surrounded by this fence. Cause he's built in this fence, but he has nothing, but he has nothing. He has you know? nothing to protect. <laughs> and, and then, and then in comes 
Corey, right? And then yeah, comes and this Corey. comes Corey, and this is when the the, the big altercation happened. Whoo, yeah. Woo. I thought he was. I the thing is like, again, I never saw the play. I thought he was gonna kill his son. I yes, so, it yeah. feels that way. Yeah. So how did it feel to you? How did that? I mean, fight, that that, that, that fight that, that's because they, like, they built it up too. They had that like they had that like. <laughs> Uh, like shot, random shot of like Corey pumping. Yeah, iron. yeah, yeah. Getting I was ready like, oh, okay, you building up this fight. <laughs> yeah, because in my mind, it's like when Corey came back, and the thing is, like Corey was defending his mom's honor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like straight up defending his mom's honor. Because I, I forgot what scene happened. I don't think it was this one, but there's a scene where like, like Denzel and Viola have an argument, and Corey comes out. Yeah, and pushes she, her. Yeah, I mean pushes she him. Pushes she's him kind up. of like yeah. grabbing onto Viola, and she's like, "You're hurting me." So like, so this already happened, and like when Corey Strike comes. Two. When Corey comes and has this discussion, and like Denzel is clearly drunk, and Corey definitely he's wants to fight, drunk, yeah. and it's like this thing. I'm like two things: either Corey is gonna beat this man because he's drunk, and Corey is clearly a football player pumping iron. So I'm like, yeah. okay, he's clearly gonna beat this kid. I mean, beat this old man up. But then once you see like Denzel push him, I'm like, oh man, this dude got a little. Oh, he got he still got a little speed to him, yeah. and he literally takes him and throws him on the gate. He kept, when he like again, I never see. So when he starts he swinging the bat, and he catches the bat and flips him. Whoo. I'm like, yo, he's about to kill this kid. Whoo, he flips him over and then starts him. choking him with the bat. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> with his face being. It was like one of those faces when you see like one of those like uh, horror movies, not horror movies, but like yeah, like one of those like mysteries, like the the husband kills a wife or like the the, the, the husband murders somebody, and it's like blankness. The face is just so steady. Yeah, that is like I've committed to what is about to go. Down. I thought he's about to kill that kid. Mm. And he's like poking yeah. him and stuff. And this is now strike strike two was when he pushed him off of uh, the mom of the yeah. off the mom. So in, in the three. in the previous scene. So now this is now the strike because three he moment. takes up a bat and swings at him. Yeah, Corey does first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm not scared of you anymore, even though he's so scared. She's terrified. So how did you feel? Did you did you like uh, what's this guy's name? Hope yeah, I. I so this moment, this moment, especially when he has the bat. Uh, was the first really big like I'm like oh I'm on board with with this like I love like the I actor yeah like I I and, and before too he's like he's soft you know he's he's like he's definitely like tiptoeing uh I and you're like oh I don't I don't I don't understand what's happening here but then the fear of actually trying to stand up to him being so prevalent like that i really yeah. liked that did you also i mean i think it was tricky for me i i didn't get on board with this particular actor until later on yeah even after the scene because it was so tough you weren't on board with him with i wasn't scene. on board i wasn't on board with him until until the I mean, end of the movie but here's what here's what people it's have tough. to keep in mind is we it's are tough. all this dude's totally like we are I am, I am the yeah. most critical of right, his performance. Yeah. Like when yeah. We just look at him and we're like... Because it's the performance that I could actually do. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And so, like... You judge what you I would do differently. that's why the yeah. fear... Uh, 100%. But I think that's why the fear stands out to me as the moment that I was like, oh, because I have always I have always seen this scene as, like, Corey not giving a fuck. Like, Corey being like, I'm... I really am standing up. So then to just see like, yeah, Corey doesn't, you know what I mean? Like Corey still can't take it's, down it, this yeah. huge man, you know, it's like tricky. that was great. Like it's tricky. Cause like it, yeah, man. And like, it, it, like, yeah. And Bray's right. It's like, because this out of all of like all three of us, that is the road we could have got. Right. right? So yeah, you just think yeah, about yeah. what you would have done with the character. Yeah. And it's interesting because like, there were a lot of things that like, and I don't know what you, I mean, there are things you could have done, but like there are other times he interacted with Denzel while I was like, I hadn't seen this fear yet. Like I knew it existed because yeah. it was supposed to. Right, right, right. But like the facial expressions, like like for instance, like when you see Denzel or like Viola react, 
there was a lot of things happening in those reactions where I was like, yeah. uh, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it's tough because this kid. I mean, is Den- to be fair. Denzel and Viola. Denzel Davis, and Viola Davis are like <laughs> the best actors right. ever. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Like, there are grown adults who've been acting for 30 years who can't stand up in a scene with them. Yeah, right. so, it's hard. So, like, it's really hard. Right. But it's interesting because, like, I mean, this kid, like, he did hold his own. Yeah. I mean, he's in a sure. movie, like, with heavyweights. For sure. It's just tricky because, like, I mean, can I say? <laughs> yeah, for me, the reason that I, the reason I wasn't a hundred percent on board with it, is just because, yes, he totally played that fear, yeah. and it was good. I fear needed to be in the scene a hundred percent, and uh, though the way that he was playing the fear for me like lowered the stakes, even though I already knew it was going mm. to happen, like. He was so fearful that I was like, oh, this kid has no chance. Yeah, like, like the f- never yeah. did I ever think that he had a chance. Right, right. Which I don't, maybe that was the intention, but I was just like, but I was like, well, then why did you build it up? Like, why show a scene with him pumping iron yeah. and like show his muscles and, also, and like, then come to this? And like, he's been playing football. It's not like he's a little pansy kid. Like, right. Sorry if that word offends anybody. But like, you know what I mean, though? It's not like, yeah. he's not like this kid who's like, an artsy kid who like nope. has never been roughed up before. Like if he's playing football, he right? Has and, to there, lift and, the there, in the and there definitely are seeds of like maybe this will go another way because we have the example of Troy versus his, his father. father, exactly. In uh, like already, so like so this is like oh maybe he will best him. Maybe you know right. And then yeah. like but like the immediate fear that he had, and then like yeah. the tre- oh, like he was almost like trembling with the yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah. I was like oh he has no chance, and it, it lowers takes me and. The only the thing that I was I wish I saw more in this scene that I think we see later on, but I didn't really feel it in this scene was like the anger yeah. and rage yeah, at his yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it, it's super hard to do. Right. I don't think I did it when I was a freshman at college. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I did. <laughs> even even yeah. though I felt good about it, I'm sure I didn't really I didn't pull. Isn't this it scene great off. to work with Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's yeah. so tough. That's Yo, so but tough. But for real, you have to have this equal thing of rage and fear. And 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 the, when I, I remember when I did the scene though, what I was processing, I, there was a moment that was somewhat similar. I don't even really remember it, but I remember there was a moment where my dad was like forceful with me yeah. and I was so angry. I don't, and I don't really know why, but like there was a part of me that was like, I think I might fight my dad. Yeah. Like I, like yeah. I had that in me. Like, do I, do I just fight him right now? Do I take him? Like, and so like, I was like, I had to see, I didn't feel that. Like I felt the, he was saying the right, he was saying the right things. He picked up the bat. He had the fear. Yeah. But what I didn't see was that anger that would motivate him to swing the bat. Yeah. When he swung the bat for me in this movie, it was like, bruh. It was like, it was almost like, it was like, it was like, uh, get away from me. Don't man. do it, kid. Don't, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, it's, get, like, away, get, from get me. away from me. Like, man. like, yeah. like, 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 please. But, but, but yeah. I don't hate, but I don't yeah. hate that either because, like, again, I mean, again, because if this dad is so fearful, maybe it is a thing of like, you, you, you know, sometimes like, I, I've been in a fight where like, I was ready to stand up for myself. But once I realized I was in the fight, in my mind, I'm like, shit. So maybe that's the thing of like, totally. I stepped to my dad and I'm not ready for this. And yeah. now it's yeah, too he late. Was, and he wasn't. Yeah. Because uh, at this point, he took his hat off and is like literally gloating. Well, he was like, like you have to, you're going to have to kill me, which yeah. to me, that's what, that was the thing. That was the, what dissipates the anger a little bit and allows for the moment of like, yeah. of the father to overtake him. It was like, he's like, well, I'm not going to kill you. I don't want to kill you. Yeah. 
Like I hate, like I hate you, but I'm not gonna kill you. Like that's ridiculous. I mean, Whew. anyway, so that was probably kick just them the, out just because we are doing oh, yeah. like the longest podcast. Kick them out because this is fences, baby. So he leaves. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, he's like, I'll tell, I'll send, I'll um, I'll get my send, get my things from mom or like or, yeah. or you know. So he's then gone. he leaves. Denzel's, right? yeah. Den- Den- Denzel's and left. So the next scene, yeah, hitting the bat, and, and he's like, week. and he says, I can't taste nothing. Yeah, you know, I can't taste nothing, which is like this. He's he's falling apart. Um, and then the next scene, Wait, that's a, that's the same. It's the same scene, right? And then the, so he's like, I, t- I, don't t- I don't taste anything. And then he starts swinging at the bat, and then he does the straight to camera, like talking to death. Yeah. Oh, right. And right, death right. takes him. Right. Right. But, but not, not in that, that moment. Not in that not moment. It's not the same so moment. No. Uh, no. So it then, happens so, six years later. So then, right. So then, or so then the very right. next scene, and this is the last scene. It opens on, and it's a really great. They didn't need to do like I was in my mind. I was like, are they going to say seven years later? But absolutely not. You don't need to because you open on a little. Girl. Yeah, you have a little you know girl. I mean? You like open up this girl and she's grown up, and that already tells. The already time. tells you that time has passed. You know, they're all in black, so you know and that you, he's dead. It's oh, uh, the cutest little girl of all time. Remind me of my little cousins. Cutest little girl of all time. Girls there, and yeah, they're talking about. They're, they're clearly he's he's passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, the sun shows Corey up. Comes home, and I and I just want to point out like the line "There's a man at the door" stood out to me so much. Same here. Like there's a man at the door, right? So you know that she Corey has not has never come back right he's, right. A, he's a marine now but he's, he, he's he like, a marine. literally like when he left he he was gone right yeah, yeah. but then but also there's that but then also like he is now a man too oh true he's yeah like this that's great, true like, he is yeah. a man he yeah. is a man and the thing is like and then as things are happening he decides to tell viola that he doesn't want to go to his dad's Ooh. funeral and then that's so tricky and like maybe this is my weird and i'm gonna knock on wood which is very terrifying but I keep thinking about what would happen if I got a phone call that my dad died. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no clue how I react. Yeah. Because it's a person I really don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if I would want to go to the funeral. Mm-hmm. But like you would, like, what do you do? That's like real. this kid, this kid has no, no happy memory of his dad. Right. right. Like what, like, like, I mean, just because someone gave you birth is like, is that enough? Yeah. Is it? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's and, like, yeah. Well, I, so I, this is not the same thing at all. My dad is dead, and I I go to I go to the uh, graveyard all the time. Oh, like, you do like, every time. Every time I go, every time I go to Ohio, I stop there. Did you go? Uh, you mind me asking? Did you go to the funeral? Uh, yeah, but I was very small. I was gotcha. like, okay. I was, okay. a, you know, so I don't. So I don't know. Maybe my mom took me. But even now, you go to the graveyard. But now I go. Yeah, I go. I go every time I go home now, and it's and it's this weird thing of like, I feel I feel like with funerals they feel like they're more for the it's less about the person that's dead and more about the people that are currently living which is almost like what ends up happening with him like you know she says like she says you know don't stand up here and do this but it's also like if i'm him i'm going because of you mom you know what i mean like i'm not going because of him i'm going because of you right because he says that he's not gonna go she's like don't don't tell me this and he and basically he's just like why would i go like he's he never did anything for me in my life and uh, she gives this really nice speech about uh, he's in you. Like, yeah, a little bit you. of fun. Don't say there that. Was, there was something really nice that stuck out to me about the fact that, like, she was like, I made the choice to, like, be married to him. Like, I made yes. the choice to live this life. Like, and I was like, and the thing is, like, of course she didn't make the choice to, like, have him, like, do all, like, do all of the mean things that he did to cheat on her. But even before that, to, like, treat her, like, in a way that, like, made her not feel as loved and all these things. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. There was something about her saying that that felt like... Like, like we... And we are three men here talking about yeah. this. But, like, yes, times were 
times were different mm-hmm. then. But she has a line that's like, uh, to, to your point, Bray, she has a line that's like, um, I did, I could have maybe lived it a different way or I didn't have to live it the way that I did. And like, uh, the, the way the world was, it's like, who knows if she really could have gone a, a, a different way. But like, but yeah, she's like, yes, I made this choice. And like, and like, yeah, maybe I could have been different, but we are here. And he was trying to do right, but you know, like, yeah. And it really speaks. So the thing is, as all the bad, him. bad things that he did, you know what I mean? There was an innate goodness that was, that lived within this man that we see do yeah. so many terrible things mm-hmm. throughout this movie. But like, but like you were saying, like even like the small thing in the beginning with him being like, if you get a hundred dollars, I'll get a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like there is something in him that does want to see his son do better. He wants to see Lion succeed. He he need he he is going to take care of this child that he had, you know, th- after adultery. Like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the responsibility thing is like has weighed on him, and, and his inability to emotionally process has mm-hmm. damaged both him and his family and other people mm-hmm. but he still has at least and also a, like you yeah. know what i mean there's like some integrity that he kept also like the fact and this is probably just innate in him but the fact that he kept referring to the room as Corey's room you know like right yeah. that's like he could have he could have disowned him right yeah. but no like that's Corey's room you know you're sleeping in this room you know and I don't know. I feel like that's right. Telling it, you know, it spoke too. to yeah. a love that he he clearly did have a love for. It's his. just that yeah. dad being tough thing, which is yeah. like, you know, one of the things that I hate hearing. Like I like you see dads, especially like young dads, say to kids like if it's a boy and they like trip and fall and like say that the the, the kid cries, hey, stop all the crying, man up, man up. Yeah, what does that mean? Whew. You know what I'm saying? Well, this, movie, know, this, this movie kind of questions nothing. That. But the thing is, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> vestiges. Wait, what does it mean, right? It's vestiges of an old era. Yeah. It's the era where men had to fight in wars all constantly. Constantly. All the there time. were people coming and attacking, and the men were the ones who were responsible for the protection of the women. And so they were trained to be to to have less emotion because they were going to go into a place where emotion was going to get you mm-hmm. killed. You know what I mean? But like, we don't, in the, and then especially, I mean, even that time, at least World War II was like, you know what I mean? But like, we're out of that era. I, yes, there are wars and things like that, but like, not every man is responsible. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. also women fight in wars and like, we're just, it, it, but, but it's hard to take it out of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. This uh, this movie is heavy. It had a lot. Yeah. We talked a lot. Yeah. So uh, much. All I, right. I, I don't have a swirl because... As people probably have known on this podcast by now, I have a love of Viola Davis. <laughs> okay? And the thing about this movie, coming into this movie, I didn't know the play, but I knew I was already going to be pissed off at this fucking movie <laughs> and Hollywood in general <laughs> because Viola Davis didn't get Best Supporting Actress for Golden Globes or SAG. Or I looked, Best Actress. I, I looked, best Actress. Nah, best, sorry, Best I Actress. Best I looked, actress. and it's across the board right now. Like, well, everything NAACP is best supporting. NAACP Image Awards. Which, like, which, it's which across to me, the board supporting. Which to me is I don't understand. Well, that, well that's yes. what the movie has built. Right. Well, right. I looked at August Osage County. Meryl Streep got nominated for Best Actor, and Julia Roberts got nominated for Best Supporting. But I'm pretty sure in that play, Julia Roberts' character is Right, it's a more it's, defining character. Right, she's like the like M- Meryl Streep has the character that everybody remembers. Yeah, but like Julia Roberts is like the daughter that's like keeping the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. But the point of this movie is that you would think for her getting best supporting, she's not in the movie that much. She, of course, Denzel is in like every scene, but you know what? Viola is in 
damn near 80% of this movie. Yeah, all right? yeah. She holds the weight and backbone in this movie. And you're telling me that this, again, Viola Davis is in a goddamn movie where I feel like she should not be going for Best Supporting. Well, yeah. way she more is good, this one She is down. good enough. She is good <laughs> enough to be Best Supporting, I mean, Best Actress, and win. Yeah. And win. Yeah. And the thing that's so interesting is, like, why does this shit keep happening? Like yeah. why? Like like to me, it's like why does Viola Davis not have the same career Meryl Streep has? How come she? How she come? To. No, no, this no, this is bullshit. <laughs> Viola Davis did Doubt, which is a great movie. Viola's even how so shitty so help. Street. Yeah, they both did. That. Yeah, but this is my thing. As whatever help is, Viola Davis was a great part of that movie, right? After those two movies, Viola Davis should not have to have gone to TV, even though How to Get Away with Murder is a great show, but she had to go to TV, right? Yeah. Now, my thing is, why is she not getting these movie roles? Why is it? Why does it take a movie from a black playwright with a black yeah. director for her to get another? When is the last fucking movie that Viola Davis starred as a lead in, but yeah. after The Help? Do right. we remember when as The Help a, came as out? As a lead? As I mean, a lead. And I, and, I, and I will say this, too. Your anger is she a was thousand Suicide percent, Squad, but your, not a Your lead. anger is a thousand percent. And that came out this year. But I want to say this, too. I would like to think, again, do not know, and it's probably not, what I'm about to say is probably not true, but I would like to think that she is, like, as an artist, going, like, like I want to do this, I don't want to do Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is my thing. This is my thing. I understand that. I understand that. But if you're somebody who's been nominated for an Oscar two times, you're telling me that you only get one or two scripts a year? That you're gonna pass on because they're like what mammies or something. Yeah. To me, that in itself is a problem. Yeah. You're telling me you can't find another role where she plays a damn doc- the lawyer that she plays on this TV show. You're telling me there's not a movie version that could have happened before this show. Right. You're right. telling me there's nothing. Wait. This- Listen, was Meryl, Meryl Streep nominated in- for Devil Wears Parada? For probably best- right. she was, but for yeah, best yeah, because that was the that was the year when like she and wasn't wasn't like her and. Uh, and Hathaway for the same, like both lead. I, I mean, I'm I making know. this up. I feel like I'm making no, it no. Up you're thinking, no, you're thinking of, you're thinking of doubt because no, it was, she it was, was, she was nominated for for best actress in okay. a leading role. How? How? But she wasn't the lead of How? Red Devil Wears Prada. Because she is Meryl How? And Hathaway. How? But that's <laughs> what no, happens. Tell me right now. But seriously, tell me right now. What, because, Meryl Streep is an actress of a certain age, right? Yes. She's a great actress. Probably one of the best best thespians that has existed in our generation, right? Yes, 100%. So you're telling me like this actress has been proven, has been stamped. Viola Davis has been stamped. But Viola Davis is not getting the same opportunities. Why? Right. The only thing you're telling me is because of her skin color. You're not telling me because of the quality of her 100%. work. What else is it? 100%. And you're telling me now this woman has been in a position to get this great role, right. this good movie, and she's the best supporting? And, and you know what, that, though? man. That's you know disrespectful, what, yo. It's not, even, it's not even her. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's that. It's probably because, not to say that the movies aren't there, but it's because people are going, people are going... Well, she can't be in this. Well, this is my thing. I need, <laughs> right? I, need, I need to talk about that movie no more. No, I ain't yeah, talking about yeah. those movies. I'm talking about this one. This movie, this oh, woman yeah. is the backbone of this movie, and she's in majority of this movie. Why is she nominated for Best Supporting Actress? Yeah. Oh. Her name is on the poster, right? Yes. Yeah, her her face is on the goddamn poster. Yeah. What, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what yeah, is the, the other, excuse for this? The other Best Actress for SAG is Amy Adams for Ugh. Arrival. Ugh. Emily Blunt for The Girl on the Train, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone in La La Land, and Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. What are we doing? <laughs> like, seriously, what are you telling me right now? No like, idea. you're telling me literally the most celebrated black actor who's now a director as well, makes a movie with a black cast, yeah. puts this woman who is great in a leading role, and she still right. can't get Best Actress nomination? And, like, and, Yo, and do you think, like, do you think they it. talked about it? Like, do you think she, like, bef- like, do you think, like, she was 
they were like the, they went up to her and they were like, "Hey, look, if she played we're a slave, campaign for supporting. Do if you know she what I mean? played a slave, they would give her a best supporting. I mean, she she get a get best, best actress number mm-hmm. if she played a goddamn slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this but, isn't this isn't a stretch enough. You know she what? Plays, this ain't I, a stretch I enough. I feel you. Uh, real quick, um, have y'all seen the for colored girls who committed suicide or when the rainbow is enough? Oh my god, oh, is that the actual title? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. yeah. Who what the Tyler Perry one? The Tyler Perry version? Yeah. When the, did you guys see that? I did. Are you saying that's a good movie? Because that good? movie is trash. Well, I'm just wondering oh, if dang, it's good. I'm just it? asking if it's I good. I didn't. I didn't see that's, it. That's actually a movie that's so bad that like. If you ever saw the player, even seen it done at like a community theater, you're like, yeah. how'd you get these great actresses to be in this movie? Because this, these actresses are like, you're, you're, that proved that Tyler Perry was terrible. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the play? Like, is the play. I've seen it at like in, like in Baltimore, but I've never seen it. Like, but like better than the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I just wanted to know. Great. I just wanted to know because I had seen it. That, that was a good one. That was a good poll. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Uh, how dare you bring up Tyler Perry? <laughs> it's like just, we're talking hey, about August Wilson, and you're bringing up Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. You cool, man. You cool. <laughs> John is saying that because he wants to be in a Tyler Perry movie. Hey. I have also openly said I want to be. <laughs> all right, all right. It's time for the cause, guys. We rate films not based on how much we like them or dislike them. We rate them based on uh, will they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood? If we believe they help, they will help the cause fully, or helps the cause fully. We give it a black fist. If it kind of helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it didn't help the cause at all, we give it a nothing. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, I'm going to do a countdown. Here. Man, I don't even need a countdown for this one. All right, one, two, three. Fisting! All right, that's black fist. Black fist. You black fist. Just real quick, uh, I give it a black fist. Uh, well, I mean, duh, I give it a black fist. It's, it's nominated. <laughs> Sag uh, Viola is nominated supporting. It's stupid, but she is nominated. Uh, and so is uh, Denzel. Also, the cast is nominated for the SAG, for the whole cast. I think they should win. Um, we have an ama- amazing um, array of black actors doing awesome roles. Like, they got, like, and I, and I hope that all of them get more stuff out of this. They should. Uh, Steven, um, blah, blah, blah. how do you say his name? McKinley Henderson. No. Yeah, but I was talking about. So yeah. Bubba Gump? McKinley Mike, Henderson. Mike, Michael T. But you were talking about Bubba Gump, though. I was talking about Michael Bono. T. Michael T. Uh, Bono, 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 Steven, Steven, McKinley, Steven. Steven McKinley. Oh, yeah. that's his name. McKinley Henderson. Yeah, Stephen McKinley Henderson. Stephen McKinley Henderson yeah. and Michael T. Um, Who's Michael T? Bubba? He's, yes. uh, no, he played Gabriel. <laughs> <I do not. laughs> um, uh, amazing, Bubba amazing Gump. acting. <laughs> plus the script just like really, really gets to the heart, I feel like, of the African-American struggle. It's just beautiful, amazing. Everybody go see it. All right, that's it. Uh, uh, I go... Um, I love this movie one because I feel like this is one of Denzel's best performances ever because it felt like he felt so like in the character. He felt so jazzed. It, it, it was infectious seeing Denzel just do this. Like it was great. Um, Viola, as we all know, Queen Viola deserves everything. I'm a little pissed about the movie, but whatever. Um, Bubba, I was not expecting Bubba Gump's performance to be so great as Gabriel. And like, <laughs> yo, he has a line at the very end we didn't talk about when like he does the oh. horn up to heaven and he goes, that's how that works. And it's like, <laughs> it's such, oh my goodness. Bubba's so good. I love the little girl. The little girl is also in Hidden Figures coming out. Like, this oh, little girl. I, I was so fascinated with this little girl because, and we didn't talk about her because, I don't talk about my little cousins a lot in this movie, but my, my cousins are like, was it nine? Was it nine, three, two, and zero? I don't know how they work out. But, but, but anyway, like, I'm just starting to get to know them. But like, when I first, you know, started coming around, like, one of my little cousins who I'm probably closest to did the exact same thing uh, the daughter did in this movie, like, to the son. Like, who are you? It was almost like she made sure that like, you were cool, 
because the adults messed with you like the mom was cool and then literally would not leave him alone. Like, that's how my little cousins are. They're like, oh, you grew up with my mom? Cool. And, like, would just ask questions nonstop. And, like, just that, like, like that curiosity, like, the, 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 the thing of, like, oh, there is no buildup to this friendship we're we're cool now. It's like instantly <laughs> we're singing songs. Like like that's how it totally. is. Like my little cousins instantly is like they're literally around my leg like nonstop. And it's like that is what that represents. And then even the son who um I wasn't completely on board with until the very end, but like when he started singing that song about blue that oh, his dad sang. Oh the fact that he yeah, knew and the he was song was crying. That was yeah, that was that's, that was great. That was a beautiful it, it was scene. because like there's so many reasons why he's like to me it's like why he's fighting it like he's fighting it because like oh man it's like he really misses his dad he's dealing with his dad but also it's like you don't want to cry in front of this little girl like it's so much he was going through in that exact moment and then the other son lincoln heights uh lincoln heights i was like it's great because he could have played a one note son right he could have been like the shiesty son but he wasn't you yeah. know and he played the layers like even at the end of the movie like he kind of he was a con he was an ex-con at that point yeah yeah and like you know and you could tell like he was hardened now oh. he wasn't just that whimsical dude like he yeah. had a little bit of grit to him i mean and the thing is i think this movie will do a lot for black people but not because just because of the actors in this movie but i think this movie along with hidden figures along with uh moonlight along with the 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 things that happen in tv with like insecure yeah, and, and beauty yeah, yeah like it's so many things no you take that back why you shut up <laughs> i think what this movie does is it does something where it shows that black performers can do more than just be slaves yes. and thugs because even moonlight he was a thug never really saw him show drugs i mean sell drugs this movie was a black movie but it dealt with black issues but it also dealt with like being a man being a wife being a dad and it's like thank thank Think, just bless up for just showing people deal with life as a human and like yes. thank God I hope other I hope the feeling that honestly I felt in this movie from watching this family other races can get at some point I hope that at some point we can get to like a point where like next year there's an Asian movie that comes out that you see a family there's one with Native Americans where you could just see them be humans and like cause that's a great feeling yo mm-hmm. uh. yep okay I gave it a fist cause I, uh, because of August motherfucking Wilson okay I okay, so I'm, I'm just gonna talk about me for a second, oh. but I wouldn't be doing anything if it wasn't for August Wilson. I I used his plays to audition for college, and then for grad schools when I was doing that stuff. Uh, uh, and it was this particular play that I took monologues from both times. Right, this play is I feel deeply affected by it and by the history that it has and the and the. The cycle that it is a part of is very important. And what I love about what this film does is uh, it blends so many different worlds, right? It's, it's, it's a play, so there's theater people. It's now a movie, so now people have no idea, no, none of this stuff, you know, can come to it and watch it, you know, and like, and I, and I really feel like how this affected me, I definitely think that it will affect other young black actors you know it'll have people looking up august wilson and 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 like seeing oh what's the oh there's this happens on stage too you know and i and i really think that it'll be inspirational to uh to black people and and uh people of color and and non pocs around the world um uh i I really think that people will be affected by this in a very positive way so uh black fist faux show three black fists uh it's time for some plugs um we uh you can follow us at black man podcast uh on twitter and instagram blackmanpodcast.com is our website um 
we have a show with Astronomy Club at the UCB East Village Theater uh, in January. MLK Day. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 930. That's January 16th. Uh, it's a show called "Let's Talk About Race, Baby." <laughs> you always hit a baby. <laughs> you always hit a baby wrong. I feel like you do it on purpose. Baby. Let's talk about race, baby. Thank uh, you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'll have a special oh, guest gosh. monologue. Uh, you can follow me at John Braylock, JohnBraylock.com, uh, for videos and stuff like that. At John Braylock, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, that's it for me. You can uh, find me James Third Comedy, uh, JamesThirdComedy.com. At James Third Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Third is three R D. Um, <laughs> I'll pass. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Next, <laughs> next week, uh, uh, are we doing the? Uh, you're in the next, next no. week is hidden figures. Hidden right? figures is next. Hidden, hidden figures. figures. Next week is Hidden Figures. Baby. Baby. <laughs> no, I'm not Starting doing this. Janelle Monet. You said Janelle Monet first? <laughs> Octavius. It was the first, it was the Spencer, first name I could think Taraji of. Taraji P. Henson. No, you said uh, Mashala. Uh, how do you say the name? Mashala? Mashala? Mashala. Uh, Mahershala. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali is in it as is well. Oh, is he really? Damn, he's in every... Yo, this dude had a great year, bro. every movie. I bet he's in, he's in the background of Fences. We ain't even talking about it. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Merry... Christmas for those of you celebrating. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa coming up. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah starting to. Hanukkah. Uh, happy holidays. Why'd you say Hanukkah? Is that how you say it? Is that how you say it, right? Hanukkah? Just stop it. Do you say Kwanzaa? Right? I'm trying to be Do you say Kwanzaa in a special no, way? You're, it, you're, you I'm are being, non Jewish. You just offensive. say happy Hanukkah okay. like everybody else. How do you say Kwanzaa? You say happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>